What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Hey, What You Watching, the weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode 70, Podcast Resurrection, and I'm your host, Matt Curione, and with me as usual is... Hey, it's your co-host, Marcelo Pico. How you doing, Matt? Pretty darn good. It's another beautiful day. Uh, it's a little colorless, because this episode is brought to you in black and white. <laughs> you could call this uh, Hey Cast Noir. You could. If you wanted to. If you wanted to, if you if that was the name of the of the, of the episode, but no, it's not. Uh, we're talking alien, you know, uh, and it's in black and white. Are we? It makes <laughs> <laughs> it makes complete sense. Yes, you always want to keep the listener uh, in the dark, so to speak, when it comes to what we're discussing on the show. If somebody is not looking at their, you know, podcast description on their podcast. Well, I mean, device. Then, if the, they're if they're driving, I hope they're not staring at that. They should be looking at the road and paying attention. Well, they'll at least maybe look at. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm now now I'm thinking about it. I don't really look at the description that often. So, but if you want, hey, if you've never looked at the description of this show ever, I do for some shows. Look down, and you'll see that with every single episode of this show, I have personally typed in all pretty much every single movie we talk about. So yeah. Yeah. You're good. I, 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 you know, my trick is here's my trick. Matt types the types the list up in Skype, and I just copy and paste from Skype and put it in the <laughs> description. So I, I cheat. So that that's how I get all the episodes, all, all the movies, uh, and the descriptions of the episodes. So a little peek behind the curtain here at the Haycast podcast. Um, Matt, so how the heck are you, man? I'm fine. How are you? This is the back and forth chit chat portion of the show. Thanks for letting people know that. Because you know we're not doing that anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, no. How you doing? You were. Out of, I'm. I'm fine. You were out of the loop today in terms of what was happening on Twitter, which yeah, I was. Uh, it's surprising to me because because I'm always on Twitter, and you know, I, you, how how can you miss all the news? And this will be dated by the time this comes out. So it'll be out of the news cycle. We'll be talking about shit people don't even know about. I anymore. mean, a week from now, what do you think will happen, Matt? Like, uh, I mean, nothing. <laughs> Nothing will happen. We're stuck in a nightmare terror hole. It's, we're, we're here. We with, live here. It's not with every week. It's with every day, with every hour, something new comes up. And yeah, but, you know, hey, I can't keep up. Folks listening a week or farther in the future from now, I mean, to just today, there are, you know, at least two big stories happening like within, like, a, like 20 minutes of each other uh, about what's-his-face Paul Ryan saying, hey, let's keep this secret between us about... Uh, Putin paying Trump. Um, uh, I didn't. I have not heard that yet. You totally missed that story, Matt. That's, I, that I was did. a good one. Uh, he so there said, was that. The, okay, what, what's the story? Tell me. No, well, oh, I actually pulled it up. Uh, somebody within the Republican uh, cabal. Uh, <laughs> he was like, uh, it's. Uh, I guess Kevin McCarthy. I don't know. I. I I don't have time to read through all this, but the, the, the major point is Paul Ryan wanted to keep it secret, okay? Somebody within his you know, Republican cabal said... Good for him. Uh, Trump is getting money from Putin, and Ryan, Paul Ryan's like, listen, let's keep this between us. Let's keep it in the family. Let's not talk about this. Keep it in the family? That's, that, that, those were his words. In the family. Jesus. So... He's a bigger nerd than I thought he was. That happened back <laughs> in June of... 2016, right? Of course it did. And I believe it was the Washington Post who reported on it. They broke it. And they said, "Hey, uh, Ryan, we have we we ha- we have you saying this." <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, that didn't happen." But then it go, 
we have a recording of you saying this. And he goes, I didn't mean that. That was a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's why I saw the tweet saying, uh, Republican in prison in the year 2020. They just didn't get my humor. Yeah, exactly. So that was one story. And then the other story was... And the other story was that I had Taco Bell's chicken chips. Which we'll get to, we'll get to that in a bit. But the other story was the prosecutor <laughs> was, uh, was wrangled up for the Russian investigation. So. Yeah, former FBI director Mueller, right? Yeah, yeah. So those were two big stories happening with, like, within 20 minutes of each other. So Yeah, I, that, that, I, that guy doesn't take any guff. I can't believe you missed that, Matt. And again, this will be dated by the time this episode comes out because who knows what will happen. Like, it's fine because by tomorrow. that time this guy will be fired. So it's, <laughs> it's cool. He'll disappear, like, uh, like it, it, like the, uh, the, what's that, uh, the montage in Goodfellas? Uh, is it? Uh, <laughs> he'll show song? up with a, bu- he'll show up with a bunch of meat. What's Layla? the song? Layla, that's it. Yeah, yeah he'll show up with like a bunch of Layla. meat in like a in a in a truck. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the other breaking news was Matt tried the Taco Bell uh, chicken. Was it the chicken nacho things? They're called chicken chips, I think. Chicken chips. I don't know. I just order them saying, give me the chicken chips. Listen, new listeners of the show will will be glad to know that Matt eats garbage. <laughs> I sure do. And Matt is not going to report on the latest garbage he ate from Taco Bell. Matt, take it away. They're fine. <laughs> I don't know. They're Taco Bell's version of chicken nuggets that are shaped like Doritos. Like, <sighs> whatever. <laughs> They're fine. They come with some, like, crappy cheese that you dip them in. I... <laughs> Dipped them in like honey mustard instead. Uh, I don't know. They're just. I don't know. They're. They're just. Chicken remember nuggets. a few. Remember a few months ago when they had like that naked chicken chalupa where the the chicken was the shell. I remember hearing about it. I did not have it. I I had like four of those. That, that was pretty good. <laughs> it seems like they took like surplus of that and just cut them into triangles, and they're Jesus. selling that to people now. That's that's amazing. Man. They're fine. I I don't know. It just disturbs me that you know, on the face of it, they look like chicken nuggets, but they're selling they, they're selling them as like <laughs> nacho chicken nuggets. Yeah, I know they're chips. not they're chicken chips. It's chicken like no, chips. no, these are triangle chicken tenders. Like just stop. Oh boy. <clears throat> so thanks for that review. Uh, yeah, I wasn't that impressed. Chicken chips. Uh, get them at your local Taco Bell. Enter the uh, the code uh, HeyCast <laughs> for uh, a free chalupa on yeah. your next order. Yell if that. You use the Taco Bell app. Yell that to your money person at Taco Bell. Your money person. Say HeyCast as you're giving him the uh, whatever amount you pay. And they'll like, look at you weird and ask, do you need sauce with this? <laughs> you get like 50 tacos for five bucks, right? That's their deal. That's They're insanely cheap. <laughs> I would go there for that. Uh, that's that portion of the show done. As oh always. man, you were for a few so, episodes there. You were so good with with segues. It's and now it's like, like you just fallen off. It's almost like I'm doing it on purpose. Just yeah, just, it's it's the worst thing. Um, uh, how bad can I make these transitions this episode? Uh, wait and uh, see. Jesus. So Matt, it's Poor time. Like as we mentioned, you know, a few minutes ago, it's uh, we like to keep people in the dark. Let's continue keeping them in the dark. And let's <laughs> let's uh, slyly tell them what we're be what we're going to be discussing on the show this week. All right, this week we're going to take a trip down to Matt's Riddle Corner, where we, where I give cryptic clues about what films we'll be discussing. First off, we're going to start off with a lovely father and daughter tale with claws. And then we're going to go back to the 80s, maybe, with a movie that's kind of crazy? I don't know. I had a thing going with that, and I just dropped the ball. Anyway, uh, then we're going to hang out with John Carpenter in Antarctica for a little bit, and then we're going to go to a galaxy far, far away. 
with creatures that have acid for blood. Yes, that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's, it's shorter than usual, and it kind of took me uh, by surprise. But yeah, uh, but yeah um, the uh, that's the show. And now I'm it's very time. Excited. Now it's time for the part of the show in which we introduce the guests of the week. Jesus. <laughs> Matt, who oh my is God. who? Who is the? It's almost like I. It's almost like this is my first time podcasting. And I've been How this. are you? How are you, young child? How are you? <laughs> Me, I'm fine. Who is um, the small child that has replaced Marcelo? <laughs> I am very confused. This is a character I'm playing just for this episode alone. I don't care for this character. This is this is episode seventy, Marcelo. You'd um, think like the writers' strike happened and like we had to just come up with a character on the fly. <laughs> do you know? Do you know how painful that was for me? I almost wish there was a writers' strike because we had a joke in the episode that we recorded right before the writers' strike, saying, "Oh, there's going to be a writers' strike." And oh yeah, I, we have to not write the scripts anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was a good joke, but then it was. When, but then when the episode was released, like there was no writers' strike, so it was already dated. Like, it's fine. I should have these episodes out sooner. Maybe I can work on that. Like, in, in I the, already. I mean, I've already grown my strike beard. That's not going away. <laughs> uh, but uh, maybe I should get these out sooner. But we'll see. I'll, I'll work on that. Again, a discussion that should be off mic. But hey. <laughs> Who's on the show this week, Matt? <laughs> this week we have a returning guest. He returns to the show for the first time because uh, there was a technical difficulty and we lost that file. Diego Crespo, how the hell are you, sir? <laughs> I was eating. I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> in, but I, I feel great and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I love you. What? Thank you. I love you. What yeah. an amazing entrance. Just <laughs> Our you. guest is coughing on mic. wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, Diego... First off, I have to apologize. I lost that file from... It was all the way back... Let me let me look it up, because we, we have it on file. Well, we have the record... We, <laughs> we have the record on file, but not the file. Not we the need. file, no. Uh, episode 21. Oh my god, wow. It was a while ago. Whoa. Yeah, but we lost that file. Apologies, but hey, you're back for the first time. Uh, listeners of the Talk from Society podcast network the whole big enchilada. I mean, they've heard Diego before. It's been a while since like he's actually been on one of the podcasts here. But yay. It's it's I mean, yeah, always a joy to talk to you Diego. Glad you're yeah, on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me again. I mean, I always look forward to this stuff and uh I am here representing audiences everywhere, of course. Uh also I got to I got to plug them of course cuz they're they're kind of the reason I stuck around the whole film Twitter place. Yeah. They and are good peoples. Website, good so, peoples. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're good people. We we've had like a, at least like a one or two writers from them on this show, right, Matt? And yeah, I'm sure we'll have plenty more. And uh, oh, and I should also say, I mean, Diego, you you guessed it on the Talk from Society website. You wrote a nice uh, Hellboy article uh, a few weeks oh, ago. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I sure did. And that was a that was a better world. I mean, it was still sad because Hellboy three wasn't going to happen, but I, I was happy to contribute that because I have a lot of strong feelings about those movies. And very strong feelings about the upcoming Hellboy movie, which is not related to them. Like, as but I don't should. want to hijack your show. So. No, no, no. Well, you know, let's, you know this is this show's all about hijacking. You hijacked my uh, one of my get to know you questions, Marcelo. <laughs> so please proceed. <laughs> Why don't we dive right into getting to know you, and Matt can can pry more answers out of Diego. Okay, uh, yeah. Diego. Usually, I ask my. Uh, the, the guests, uh, what is the first movie they saw in the theater? But instead, I'm going to ask you, Hellboy, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, are we talking what the fuck as in why it's not happening or why it's bullshit that it's not happening? A little bit of both. Why not? Yeah. How about the fact that, you know, they jerked uh, Del Toro and Perlman around for years and then just, you know, yeah, fucked them I, over I, hardcore. I, I, I want to know, like, the details because I've read, like, bits and parts of it, but I don't know the full story. Like, well, okay. Um... Oh, what's I'm sorry, I don't know his name. The the, the creator of it, Mike uh, Mignola. Mignola. Mike Mignola, right? Mike Mignola, yeah. Who I, I was a big fan of until you know two weeks ago. I heard yeah, okay, very big was. I <laughs> I heard bits and pieces of it. I heard that he like didn't, uh, he wasn't on board with Del Toro's like creative decisions in like the first two movies. Too bad. Uh, which is surprising to me because there are they were amazing movies. So I don't know, like what what is yeah you know just to piggyback on Matt's question, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I am a student of journalism and I have a great advisor uh, slash mentor who has guided me through objectivism and ethics <laughs> and to be really mature. And understanding, seeing both sides of the argument, but I, fuck, I, I <laughs> you know, fuck Mike Mignola. Like, what? A, there you dick. go. Okay, exactly. Like, you know, maybe he's like an okay guy, but in this situation, what a piece of shit. Because mm-hmm. uh, Guillermo del Toro clearly had a his movies have a fan base, even though they're not as big like the Marvel or the DC stuff. Like the Hellboy movies did eventually make their money back, and there was a cult asking for a part three. Yeah, and to just jerk them along the entire way and then, and then be like no nah, we're gonna go you know nah no nah, nah, we want to we want to do that marvel shit okay cool no. and, and then he he <laughs> i don't know i just think it's, it's so fucked up I mean, i'm allowed to curse in the show right of course dropped, fuck like, yeah okay yeah um ron perlman i think even a couple years ago was saying like yeah i don't really want to do hellboy 3 but we do owe it to people to do it so i would do it yeah. I, I think i'm paraphrasing there i think but so like, yeah 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 that's that's basically the mentality behind it like yeah just finish it up there's nobody else in the industry uh with del toro's vision you know mm-hmm. and the next hellboy you know what and that is a great cast and crew behind it i'm sure it'll be good but it does feel like a huge slap in the face yes it does yeah and that sucks i mean not to jump ahead to, to alien but uh but i mean at this point it's not happening, but the the the, the Neil Blomkamp um, idea for like retconning bless uh, Alien Three and that hashtag that hashtag worked, Marcelo. <laughs> the the hashtag Blomkamp must be stopped. Twenty sixteen, it worked. The the anger that that's felt here on Hellboy, I I, 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 I it's, it's equal to that. Like what would have been like Blomkamp. Yeah. So yeah, there are people. I mean, to disrespect. You know who my favorite part of the whole thing is. Hmm. Jeffrey Tambor throwing major shade oh, at Magnola. It's Tambor. beautiful. Yeah, he he's the best. You know, he's like, like he's like that's real cool, up. man. <laughs> yeah, just like oh, nice, nice loyalty to Ron and Guillermo. Like, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. He call, didn't he call him Fredo? <laughs> I think he called him Fredo in one of the tweets. Yeah, he's like, you broke my heart, Fredo. I mean, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, son. Yeah, yes. they're not going to let him go quietly. So, no. I respect that. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much bullcrap. So, it's very upsetting. Uh, Matt, do you want to ask Diego the regular get to know you question? But yes, Diego, what is the first movie you remember seeing in a theater? <laughs> oh, first movie I remember seeing in the theater—that's that's rough. Uh, maybe The Prince of Egypt. I, I know I saw other movies beforehand, but I think that was the first like big one. Hmm. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen it. 
it's I, I haven't seen it in years, but I remember liking it. What is this movie? Let me look at this up. I, I know my, my parents told me the first movie they ever took me to was uh, the Hunchback, Disney's Hunchback of, of Notre okay. Dame. But I, I have no recollection of watching that in the theater. I was too young. <laughs> and I was like, probably just a fetus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that. Because uh, didn't that come out like in 99? 98. 98? Yeah, I was close. Yeah, no, okay, so I know for sure I, I watched plenty of other movies before that, but yeah, I can't remember any before that. It's weird. Yeah, it it, it happens because yeah, because I'm for a while I was dead set on like Star Wars, and I've told this story like a million yep. times, like Star Wars special edition. But yeah, I saw Flipper before that in theater. So that, damn right you did. So I I like to block out Flipper from my mind, but I cannot. But I won't let you because every time I see it in the store, I send you a picture of it. <laughs> I'm like, hey, check this out, Matt. You have Prince of Egypt up, don't you? Like, who is is that a DreamWorks thing, or is that I like a so, Fox? Yes, or it's something. It's something weird. I think it's, it's DreamWorks. DreamWorks. It's okay. DreamWorks. Yeah, it stars uh, Val Kilmer. Of yeah. course, why not? He plays Moses. Oh Ooh. boy. Uh, Ray Fiennes plays Ramses, which that's kind of cool. Uh, it's got Michelle Pfeiffer. Interesting. And oh wow, this cast is pretty stacked, actually. Helen yeah. Mirren, Patrick Stewart, a lot of whites. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of whites. A lot of whites. But it has um, Uncle Phil in it. Does he play God? No, he just plays additional voices. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no, um, uh, Val Kilmer plays Moses and God. He, he, he did oh, a dual role here. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy, indeed. Uh, it's, it's, it's time to bring Prince of Egypt back. Let's bring Let's it back not. in the public yeah. in, in the public consciousness. Come on, Let's come on, guys. That up. I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather not bring up this movie. Uh, Diego, you write for you write something for audiences everywhere. We can write something for talkfromsociety.com. Let's get this rolling. Let's, let's let's have like a day. Let's have Prince of Egypt right. Day. Let's do it. Nah. And then I'll just be like, what happened? <laughs> how did this? Let me let the slide. <laughs> yeah, let's not. I don't wanna. <laughs> next question. Who has the next question? You. Okay, me. Uh, Diego. Do you, uh, one, uh, do you like to normally drink during a film? And then two, what would be your drink of choice? What would be your oh, drink okay. of choice? It's awesome that you asked this because the last <laughs> time I was like hard drinking during a movie, I was showing my friend, a bunch of friends, uh, Bad Boys 2 for the first time. Oh, yes. fuck yes. yes. Yeah. And uh, my favorite casual beer of choice is just because I am from a Mexican family, uh, Coronas. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Or Blue Moon. Blue Moon's unrelated to the Mexican thing. But, yeah. Uh, so I have a very soft spot in my heart for the Fast and Furious franchise. Where I'm just like, yeah, Coronas. Um, <laughs> and so with something like Bad Boys 2 or like a, a Batman and Robin, like, yeah, I'll drink. But hey. I don't often go out of my way to drink during a movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't try to get drunk when I'm watching a movie, but I like to have a drink. You know, like, like I'm not... Okay, let's face it. I'm not a kid anymore, and I don't drink to get drunk unless it's a special occasion. Like, nowadays, I'm just like, yeah, I'll have a drink. That's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I just keep drinking. Like, I don't I don't really stop anymore. No, God. <laughs> yeah, like, they can say, like, there's this great joke in Archer where he's like, oh, yeah, I can't stop drinking because the consecutive hangover might literally kill me. Like, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I have the occasional drink. Like, maybe once... I don't know. I I don't even know anymore. Like how often I drink. <laughs> oh, I drink every day. 
You drink every day? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a, I have at least a beer every night with oh, dinner. I with dinner, you know. With dinner, I, I I don't know. I I've gotten more in the habit of drinking nothing but water. That's what I'm drinking. My my heavy drinking nights nowadays are when we record. <laughs> Which is surprisingly <laughs> enough. Like maybe we should stop the show then. <laughs> and then on and then on Sun and usually I'll get really drunk on Sunday night too. Sunday. That's night. the Lord's day. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, praise be. Egypt won't be happy about that. Uh, <laughs> but no, usually because on Mondays I don't have work until four, and I don't have work in the morning, so I can just you know. <laughs> for for the listeners, Matt, what did you just do? Was that a, was that a snap? <laughs> that was like that little like mouth click you do. <laughs> okay, you know it's what oh, you do when a, you give. It's like what you do when you give someone finger guns. Okay, yeah, it's the it's the fantastic Mr. Fox thing. Yes, yes. Yeah. there you there go. go. Okay, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, oh, wait. fun fact: I was going to drink before the Boss Baby because at Universal City Walk in, uh, in oh, Hollywood, no. they had they upgraded the theater's awesome, awesome 4K projection. Uh, some of the best three I've ever seen, uh, and I'm not being paid to say this. Like it's just that good. <laughs> the theater's so nice. Um. Did they give you cookies at but, least? No, no, no. But the, the the friend I went with wasn't over twenty one, so I was like, oh, I can't go to a bar. So I, I hate them. No. <laughs> um, hey, Matt, uh, do you have another question? No, he mentioned the boss baby, and I've lost my will to live. No, no. Like the first half is actually pretty good. Is I it? Go on <laughs> yeah, I would say. Let's talk uh, about the boss baby. Okay. Yeah, yes. real quick. Tell me about cookies are for closers. That. Oh. That one line that makes me cringe. The line of 2017. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll get that tattooed. I don't care. <laughs> all right. Tell me all about the boss baby. Everything. Uh, it's Every it's an anti-capitalist movie starring Alec Baldwin as an ageless baby who works for Baby Corp. And uh, the fundamentals of Baby Corp, or babies as a whole, are that there are two routes they can go through. They can go to civilian life, which is obviously newborn babies, or they head to corporate, which is what happened to Alec Baldwin's The Boss Baby. Who doesn't have a name, by the way. He's just, just boss, baby. boss Baby. He's just Boss Baby. <laughs> just Boss Baby. Uh, and then the first like half hour especially is like really funny snarky Hanna-Barbera-esque designs like it, it I was legitimately giggling like I kind of wanted to watch it drunk just because it's like this is gonna be the worst I can't wait but it was like I thought there was actual legitimate comedy in it and I just couldn't stop like giggling to myself oh no and then it becomes like a real movie or tries to be a real movie oh. with like arcs and purpose and I was like oh I lost all interest it becomes like <laughs> grindingly generic uh well um Thanks for that I'll, report. I'm not. I'm never going to see it. I'm never. I'll check it out when it. No, I'll, got, got I'll check it out when it comes out on Netflix. Oh yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'll live tweet it. I don't care. <laughs> you might get yelled at for that. I actually might. It's the boss baby. Nobody cares about the boss baby. Yeah, no one gives a fuck about the boss baby. I care about the boss baby. I want to see one. Of course you do, Diego. I don't know. <laughs> so you're the guy. <laughs> the one guy. I'm the one who gave it the money. <laughs> Uh, so I, uh, Matt, do you think we've gotten to know Diego? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I think we've asked him enough, and we we know just enough. He, we know he drinks Coronas, and we know he likes the Boss Baby. That's all you need. Okay. And we know that my phone is at sixty nine percent. Nice, nice. <laughs> Always great with the interjections, Matt. Curio is. Um, Sorry, what? I just matched up with uh, Diego's laptop. It's uh, what time to be alive. <laughs> 
Yeah. Was that on Mike where he said his laptop was at sixty nine? Just just so people are listening make oh, sense no. of it. <laughs> no, okay. It's all right. You can use the picture that Diego sent me as the uh, episode cover. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> oh come on, dude! It'll be funny. No, <laughs> nobody will understand that reference you when know, they I'll, look I'll, on. I'll, I'll, when I share the episode, I'll put the photo up. Okay, Thank fine. you yeah. so much. Just You're to welcome. be clear, your laptop, I mean, Diego's laptop is at 69% and Matt's phone is at 69%. So. It's a singularity. Nice. It's happening. Okay. It's a singularity of niceness. <laughs> Why don't we take a break? Okay. This is one of our designated breaks. Oh. Where we do our own thing, you know, off mic. I mean, we can either go to the restroom and urinate or just hang out, get another drink. Like that. And, and listeners at home, you have about 20 seconds to do whatever you want. You know, there's a nice little break. Um, so we'll yeah. play a little uh, jazzy interlude for you. Yeah, n- uh, don't say that, Matt, because I'm going to just pick some random music to put under here. Play and some jazz. It's not going to be jazz. It'll, pro- it'll probably be the theme from Boss Baby. How about that? Yes. Please do. <laughs> no, just actually, just play Cookies are for Closers on a loop for 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Best episode ever. See how many people just delete their podcast <laughs> app. <laughs> we'll be back after this. <laughs> Hey, and oh. we're back. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Oh, listeners. You that missed. would make great bonus material, by the way. I might, yeah, we just spent maybe way too long discussing the TV show 24. Fuck um, yeah. Speaking of badasses, uh, Logan. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, he is a badass. Let that sink. Yeah, Let that sink. Uh, yeah, I saw Logan Noir last Ooh. night in a theater jealous they had a one night only event james mangold was sitting right next to you it must have been wonderful yeah uh, and and hugh jackman was uh, was right beside me on the other side and we he was tussling your hair <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, fallon style just tussling my hair don't uh, bring him up on this show <laughs> i will not abide that all right well it was fun talking to you guys but <laughs> All right, see you later, Diego. Thanks for listening, everyone. But, I mean, Fallon's a good guy. I mean, he says he... Um, no, he's not. <laughs> I know. He's the worst. He's he a is. fucking monster. Did you read any of that interview he did today? It, it, or or he, he was like, he plays, like, the number one sad boy part. And I'm like, like oh, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. You deserve it. He's like, I was kind of making it like a joke, tussling on his hair. I was like, no, how you about you go? How about you go fuck yourself, Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> let's let's play that game. There's a reason why he's like not in the lead anymore. It's good. Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's a very very what's what's the word? Uh, I don't want to use like a too derogatory of a word. Who who is number one right now? I think it's Colbert. I think good. He's, he's up there. Good because he started he off really. He started off slow, but like. I've always liked Stephen Colbert, and I'm happy that he's on top again. Well, the reason why is because he has teeth, and Fallon does not. Like, he, he's actually yeah. talking about politics, and Fallon. And he's actually and he's actually giving people things he that they want. Like, did, I don't. Uh, this is off tangent, but oh, we're did you, any way of you, off tangent. Oh yeah, did you any of you <laughs> see the Daily Show reunion he did last week? No, what on, it was awesome on, on the Tonight Show. Oh, on, 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 the, on no, the Late Show, the Late Show on Colbert Show. No, I didn't see. Yeah. That. Oh man, he had. Uh, it was like a, a panel. It, it was a. Uh, um, Ed Helms, Samantha B, Rob Corddry, um, John Stewart, uh, and they were all just, I'm probably forgetting one person, but yeah, they were all just hanging out on the couch, talking about the old days. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, and it was, uh, it was awesome. 
Well, that's that's amazing. Um, so yes, Colbert's on top. Either him or Kimmel. I mean, I, 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 and I, I like Kimmel too. Yeah, Kimmel's fine. Not as much as Colbert. I mean, well, come on, that, that guy. Oof, but love him. Speaking of things worth talking about. Logan in black and white. <laughs> yes, tell me all about this, because I'm really fucking jealous. Trying to keep this on the tracks. Um, I mean, I'm not super jealous, because, you know, I only have to wait till Tuesday to see this thing, but still, you saw it in a theater. One night only, in a theater, Logan in black and white. Quick story behind it is Mangold. It's not like the story behind Fury Road, black and chrome, you know, the, mm-hmm. the black and white version of that, where uh, George Miller... Like, when he was doing Road Warrior, like, saw black and white footage of Road Warrior and goes, hey, you know, this this film, this universe looks looks good in black and white, so why not, you know, use that in Fury Road? It's more, you know, more of a well-thought-out backstory for that. But for Logan, <laughs> the origin of the black and white is fans sent him, you know, black and white images of, you know, what Logan would look like in black and white. And he's like, hey. And he was like, hey, that looks cool. This looks interesting. <laughs> why not? So, yeah. And he, of course, he, and he says this uh, during the Q and A, which which we saw after the movie. Uh, it was a a, a simulcast, you know, Q and A. He wasn't there at my theater. He was in L A. and I was in Austin. Oh, but uh, but he, you know, he said you know he made the movie for color, but you know he he uh, he paid close attention to how it looked in black and white. Like he didn't just like made it. He, he didn't just like you know slap black and white on it and just was like, hey, that's it. You know, he he timed it. Uh, he actually put some work into this. Yeah, thing. yeah. It, it it looks really good for, you know, a color movie turned black and white. Like uh, sometimes when this happens, and it it, it it kind of sort of happens in Black and Chrome in Fury Road, where some of the night scenes are maybe too dark. But yeah, I can definitely tell in Logan, you know, what it's called Logan War, Logan Black and White, and Logan he, like he timed it correctly. Yeah, like the actually, the, yeah. the night scenes actually look. You know, they're not too dark, and you can actually see what's going on. Nice. I'm so excited to see this thing. It. Oh, and I'll say this. Th- this was a nice little surprise. Like, the 20th Century Fox uh, opening, it's a, like, 50s logo. and Yes, please. Uh, right, thank you. Right after that, uh, you get a CinemaScope logo. Uh, like Ooh. yeah, so it it def- it definitely sets the mood. Right, getting all the right my, buttons for me, yeah. Marcelo. Um, I like this version. It may not be the definitive version for me. Yeah, I've gone on record. I think on this podcast, I, I I for sure have written something on it, where I I prefer the black and chrome version of Fear Road over the color version. Interesting. I'm an insane person. I'll admit that. I know you are. I'm not going to say that about Logan because I love the color version. The color version of Logan. I've seen it once. I need to see it again. But I remember just thinking the cinematography in it is like amazing. Just um, need to wait a few days. Comes out on Tuesday. Yeah, I'll see it again then when it comes out on no. Blu-ray. But but yeah, next next week is going to be fun. I mean, my number one and number three movies of the year come out on Blu-ray, and I'm very excited to pick them both up. Logan and Get Out. Fuck yeah. Which yeah. order are they in? Who knows? Oh, we'll find that out later. But Get no, Out but- is number one. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one more thing about Logan Noir. I mean, no, it, it, I think it works. I think um, what's... What he tr- like one point he was getting across, and one point he, he talked about James Mangold during the Q&A is like how... And also Hugh Jackman too. Like uh, they're both fans of like Unforgiven and westerns like that. Where damn right they are. Um, and you see in Logan, even before the black and white, you see those western motifs, you know, there in the movie. But I think black and white helps heighten that, like uh, desert scenes and scenes where like you center in on Logan the character. They I think they're made more iconic because of the black and white. 
kind of like how I saw uh, Black and Chrome that for your real yeah. diversion. It, when you take out the color, it does make the characters more iconic. It, it, the black and white does help that. So I dig it. It's definitely. I mean, it'll be. Oops, it'll be included on the Blu-ray. So, I mean, folks, give it a give it a whirl. You, yeah, you why might, not? You might pick up the. I mean, you're going to pick up the Blu-ray anyway. But yeah, just watch this version. It's 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 a nice experiment. I think it it, it does pay off. It, yeah. It, it's not like he just. Like I said, it's not like he just he put black and white on it and called it a day. <laughs> Didn't just turn on a filter. Was like, okay, we're good. Yeah. And the movie, the movie itself. This is my second time seeing it. Yeah. It. I think it's just as effective. Like the, there were still tears in my audience. Uh, it's it's I'm a powerful excited. movie. Yeah. Um, let me ask. Speaking of Unforgiven, I got to pick up that new disc as well. Oh, there's a new disc. They put it out on 4K. Oh, okay. And that movie is fucking beautiful. So yeah, I'd like to get that. It's been a, a very long time since I've seen it, like maybe ten years. So. It's my uh, favorite western. And you see it again, but you that, ha- one in, that and Rango are my favorite western. You listeners. famously have not seen no uh, the Dollars trilogy, right? I've seen Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Okay, oh that's right. I can't believe Good, Bad, the Ugly is not your number one. Um, Diego, hello. <laughs> hey, we have a hello. guest. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you you've seen Logan, but you haven't seen Logan Black and White, right? No, I haven't. I, I missed that opportunity, uh, and I'm wondering because I got Mad Max Fury Road on digital because I am trash, I guess. I don't know. And uh, <laughs> no, no, I, you're, I you live I, in the future. That's what you do. There you go. Yeah, I'm from <clears throat> twenty. What, what is where does Alien Covenant take place? Like twenty one fourteen or whatever. Yes. Ah, whatever. Um, I'm from there, and uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, when they release black and chrome, they eventually oh, yeah. update your digital copy with black and chrome. Yes, well. they do. You get it for free. Yeah. So that was super cool, and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that. <laughs> and I'm wondering if I'm going to like the black and white version of Logan more, because half of uh, black and chrome, I'm like, ooh, this is really striking stuff. Like, the sandstorm sequence in black and white with the flare dying out. That's pretty cool. That works perfectly for black and white. And then other stuff, I'm like, I don't care. Like, yeah. It, it's a movie that definitely, I think, looks like for summer blockbusters, especially. I really like the, the vibrancy of it all. Yeah. And Logan, I have this thing about uh, westerns. Like, it's not a nitpick or a preference. It's just something that I look for, where um, the the sky has to have like a certain feel to it. And Logan totally captured that. Like, it sounds yeah. like a really small thing. It's just a Diego thing, I guess. I oh, know, but it's like um, a major thing with westerns. Yeah, like they have to to feel a certain way. They have to look a certain way. They give it like a. a an atmosphere, literally. Um, and I wonder if I'm going to get that same feeling in the black and white version because, like, just the, the way the sky is, the, the blues at certain times of the day, they look really sharp and, like, royal. And so I don't know how I'm going to feel about that when I watch the black and white version, but I've heard a lot of people say that it, it either makes it better or it's just as good. I haven't heard, like, any negative reception to this like I did from black and chrome. Oh no! I mean, I, I, I think like what you're saying. Yeah, I have nothing but positive things to say. Like it, it's not like it's not. I mean, in the long run, it's not necessary. But I think it's it's a nice experiment that really pays off. I'll say it that. looks cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can boil it down to that, Matt. It looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool. And look, when you have like a director as committed to making a kick-ass, like emotionally powerful movie. As James Mangold, let him do whatever he wants. You know, I mean, yeah. Logan. Yeah, he's pretty great. Rules. 
Oh, and, and during the Q and A, uh, the moderator, um, uh, he's like, "Oh, well, well, Mango, you you finally got to do your the, the black and white western you've always wanted to do, like in in a very, you know, roundabout way." So, yeah, so yeah, I, I'm sure Mango loves that. Like now, you can see this version of the movie, and it looks and feels more like yeah, like I got that sense of like High Noon or like any other black and white uh, western. Where's um, my uh, Where's my Copland black and white? <laughs> Uh, send him black and white pictures of uh, Copland, man. Oh, God, and, and maybe it'll maybe so it'll much. happen. God, I love that movie. That's so <laughs> Logan Nor. By the time people listen to this, the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray will be out. Um, even before you, you, know, you well, you can't. This will be out by the time of the Blu-ray. But like right now, as of this recording, it's out on digital. So, I mean, me and Matt, you don't do digital, but Diego, you could probably do digital. You could. Like, I really don't know. You, you Hell can, yeah, you can buy Logan. Uh, right. I'm now. not trash. So, you know. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I embrace my trashiness. <laughs> anyway, it's out there now. Logan Noir. Give it a shot, why don't you? There you go. Um, speaking of giving things shots... Uh, or, a, or a shout. There you go. Uh, there you go. Streets of Fire. Holy shit, this movie. Um, I had no idea what the hell this was. Of course. Up, in, up until a few months ago, uh, when uh, former guest Connor McGraw was talking about it in uh, Pixels and Reels, saying it's a movie that he wished he, he had had when he was a kid. And why isn't this movie more popular? And I totally second that sentiment. This is directed by Walter Hill. It's from 1984. It's extremely of its time, but it takes place in any time, as the opening credits will tell you. It takes place uh, in another time and another place. And it's a rock and roll fable. It's basically a badass bitchin' musical directed by Walter Hill, starring some guy I have no idea who he is, Michael Parry, whoever that guy is. I don't know. But it's got Diane Lane, and she's like 18 years old, and she's a rock singer singing uh, kick-ass Jim Steinman songs. Uh, listeners will know him as the, the uh, songwriter for Meatloaf. <laughs> and uh, she's going out with Rick Moranis for some reason because they they match. And she gets kidnapped by Willem Dafoe in his leather overalls because, of course, he does. And, yeah, this movie is just an awesome rock musical with a lot of violence, as, you know, Walter Hill is known to do. It's a lot of fun. I haven't had uh, this much of a blast watching a movie I've never heard of before in a long time. And I can't wait to revisit it. Uh, Shout Factory put it out under their Shout Selects line, which I don't know what the difference is, but they did a great job with this. The new transfer is awesome. The bonus features are out of this world. It has uh, a making-of documentary that's an hour and 40 minutes, which is 10 minutes longer than the actual movie, and then it has another making-of documentary that's an hour and 20 minutes. So you really get a good bang for your buck uh, with this release. And it's one of the coolest movies I've seen in a long time. I can't wait to rewatch this thing. Uh, probably as a double feature with The Warriors, because it has a lot of the same aesthetic, and I'm all about that. I have heard about this movie, seems like, for years, because, I mean, somebody we know, Matt, can't stop talking about it. Rocky Juarez. Oh, yeah, uh, him. <laughs> that fucking guy. <laughs> but no, it's, it's played at the Draft House like every once in a while and like I always seem to miss a screening I've never seen it 
I never oh, have. It's great. I need to. I will. Uh, I just heard a few weeks ago that the draft house is screening it in July. So I'm going to save my first time viewing for that in July in the theater. Um, like, I was beyond excited when this came in at work the other day. I was like, oh, well, I don't care if I might not have the money for it. I'll just put it on my credit card. It's I will, fine. I, I will, need to see this. <laughs> I will say I'm eager to see this because I know how great a young Diane Lane is because I'm a big fan of Ladies and Gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains. I need to see that. Which is another movie that not many people have heard of, which I want more people to see. Um, yeah, I, I, this movie's like out of this world and the cast is so good uh, Diane Lane Rick Moranis Willem Dafoe um, <clears throat> Bill Paxton is in this in a small role he plays a bartender and he's just wonderful because every scene with him ends with him getting punched in the face and it's just really funny <laughs> and like throughout the movie he just keeps losing more and more teeth because he just keeps getting punched in the face um, Lee Ving from the movie Clue is in this uh, he played Mr. Body in that movie he plays a street tough of course um uh, yeah, every, uh, Tommy Pickles, uh, Elizabeth Daly is in this. She's freaking wonderful. I know only really know her as Tommy Pickles and Dottie from Pee Wee's <laughs> Big Adventure, and she's a lot of fun. And also a really cool cameo, uh, the Chief from Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego fi- makes an appearance as a uh, subway conductor. And holy shit, did I did I yell out gumshoes when she showed up on screen? <laughs> Only 90 kids will know. Um, <laughs> Diego. Or people who watched, uh, you know, Saturday Night Live last week. No idea. Uh, have you heard of Streets of Fire, Diego? I have heard of Streets of Fire because I like Walter Hill's The Warriors a whole lot. And obviously, big fan of his production work on a couple movies we're going to talk about later. Uh, uh-huh. I've never seen Streets of Fire. And I, I've heard good things. I like Diane Lane. That's all I got. But I, I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, I, 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 even though I haven't seen it, I know how great it is and how amazing it's it is. It's awesome. Uh, you got to check out, if anyone has like Apple Music or Spotify, the soundtrack is on there, and it's fantastic. Yeah, famously, it was covered on the How Did This, how Did this Get Made podcast, which caused quite an uproar. People don't like that because that podcast, if you don't know, I mean... they Ripped it to shreds? They, well, yeah, they cover they cover bad movies, mostly, but yeah, it's... You can't have, like... What's, what's yeah, a movie? Yeah, I don't know. They kind of... They I, cover movies from time to time that I'm like, these are good, though. Exactly, yeah. So it's... I've listened to the episode. I'm a fan of that podcast. They didn't, like, rip it to shreds, but it probably should not have been on the podcast to begin with, though. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's a different I listen, story. I listened to a few episodes of them. Recently, the Sleepaway Camp episode, because I just saw that for the first time, and uh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm good. That, Sleepaway Camp's a good movie. I could not finish the episode where they covered Jupiter Ascending. I could not do it. Not, yeah, no, I'm good on that. Uh, yeah. That's that's just... Uh, it's mean-spirited. I'm not in the mood. Mostly, they do good work. I'm a fan of theirs. But, yeah, Streets of Fire? Eh, probably not. Uh, though, yeah, it's not a bad movie. And I it haven't seen great. it. It's great. Speaking of great, <laughs> and also speaking of, you know, Shout, uh, Scream Factory, Factory, Scream Factory. I mean, they recently put out The Thing. Hell yeah. Which somebody just, I'm, I'm hoping, rewatched. I mean, was this a first-time watch, Diego? No, no, I had seen this thing. This is like required Halloween viewing for me. Damn right. Maybe I was fourteen. Like, dang, like a, a long time. Uh, I'm not that old, but that's that is a that's a chunk of my life. That is. <sighs> um, and I had I'd recently rewatched it, and I was like, oh my god, I want to talk about it. And then 
I was like, oh, wait, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out. All right. Well, here's your chance. <laughs> All right. Here's the alien comes out. All right. So I'm going to write about that. So, yeah, here's my chance to talk about the thing. Uh, it's my favorite John Carpenter movie. It mm-hmm. is my favorite movie to watch on Halloween. That's not 28 Days Later. Uh, it's a whole other thing, though. Um, <laughs> and that is something I discovered on my Alien Retrospective podcast with Matt Garingo. The other uh, Matt. Heavily, uh, other Matt, yes. <laughs> heavily inspired uh, some versions of Alien 3 that almost happened, too. Yeah. With, like, the who's infected, what are they. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and the body horror aspects in a big way. So which is all kind of tying it all, all covered in the uh, the wreckage and rage uh, documentary. Yeah, which is awesome. By yes, the way. it's terrific. Yeah, the that well, Alien well, Quadrilogy box set. We'll get to that later. It's awesome. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but John Carpenter's a thing is if you need like an argument for why remakes can be good, here you go. There you go. This thing is totally different. A totally different beast from. It, uh, the thing from another planet I with think. the carrot man <laughs> yeah which is you know whatever good sci-fi B movies from the 50s but it ain't John Carpenter's The Thing which is like a masterpiece in tension yeah. and thrills and genuine unsettlement <laughs> I need to give credit to carrot man to uh, West Anthony who mentioned carrot man on his uh, podcast musical notation <laughs> he did an entire thing episode for Halloween and uh Probably one of the best half hours I've heard in a long time. <laughs> they go plug I will have for that. to check that out. But I, I love the thing. Uh, it, it wasn't until I think maybe last year why. Yeah, it, it is my favorite John Carpenter that I've seen. There, are, I have a few missing uh, pieces in my filmography for John Carpenter. I have not Same. seen. Big Trouble of China, yes. What is wrong with you? You still haven't watched it? Nope, oh, not no. yet. See, I, lo- I love when it's stuff like this where, like, someone hasn't seen something that's, like, uh, really popular because then it's, like, they get to experience it for the first time. I know. You know? I'm like, so oh, excited so for cool. you, Marcelo. I mean, kinda... You sound excited. <laughs> you sound mad. <laughs> I, know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm half mad only because a few months ago he was like, I'm going to watch it. Well, it's only because, and here's another peek behind the curtain, it was it was a few months ago because I was going to make it part of a podcast, which never happened because I, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what happened with that podcast. But I think we actually recorded a segment where I'm like, okay, I haven't seen Big Trouble in China. I'm going to watch it. And I never did. <laughs> it never I think I paid this. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have that recording, so maybe I'll, I'll dig it up and maybe I'll eventually watch Do Big you Trouble want my China. copy? Of what? Big Trouble Little China? No, yeah. Matt, I'm fine. I, I, don't I could need, mail it to you. I don't, I, I don't know. I have weird viewing habits. I know you do. I, I secretly want to see it at a draft house or like on the big screen. You know? Spoiled I want, Brett. I, I know. <laughs> I Jesus. Want, I want that sensation like all the time. It's so good. Like I want to, I want to talk about that one, but I kind of want. I mean, how much do you know about it? You know? Nah, I I've seen bits and parts of it like on TV. Hey, you ever ever play Mortal Kombat? Yeah. <laughs> then you've seen Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, I I can't really tell you what happens in the movie because like, yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I may have I don't know I there's no way I've seen it once before because I just yeah I cannot tell you the slightest thing about it. But no, okay, the thing though, it's amazing. I love the thing. I I, I bought that Shot Factory sorry Scream Factory release last year and. Same. It's, I, I, I really need to rewatch it again. I love that TV edit that's on there, too. I need to still watch that. It's bizarre. It is weird. <laughs> it's got, like, narration and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 an odd thing, that, that, that little TV edit. But no, it's in... I think, it, I think it's in my top 25, the thing. Nice. I have to check back 
on my list because like, yeah I put that over Halloween Escape from New York uh, yeah it is top tier Carpenter top tier filmmaking each time I see it I come out of it with like something new which is for me what makes a film like a masterpiece a classic exactly so, yeah and there's, the there's little things that the movie does to give away who's infected and who's not and then there's red herrings with the same sort of setup so like uh, when when the film like Kurt Russell's doing his one of his recordings and the film has this empty space in the doorway and it fades yeah. to black in the custom of the scene like they do a similar trick when someone else gets infected and so you're unsure if whether or not he's infected and oh it's so good watching people's reactions to that movie like like okay like the ending what do you, who do you think is infected or do you think anyone's infected like oh. between Childs and Kurt Russell Oh, I always think it's it. I, I've always thought it was it was Childs uh, who's infected. Like that's 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 what I always go with. I mean, Matt, what do you think? I think it's McCready. You think it's McCready? Only, be, only because only because with a movie like this, with such a nihilistic film like this, of course it's going to be your lead. No, of, of course it's going to be a giant middle finger. Like, oh, you guys really like Kurt Russell? Guess what? He's the thing. What? Because doesn't Kurt Russell say the last lines in the movie? Uh, yeah. Why don't we just wait here? Why don't we just wait here? Yeah. See what happens. Oh, uh, I don't know. I have to go oh, with Childs. So I don't know. I kind of, but I kind of. I mean, I would love for it to be Childs, but I kind of like the idea that it's John Carpenter going. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I think it's because like I'm hopeful that he's not uh, the thing, uh, uh, Kurt Russell. I it's fine. He's all better now. It's <laughs> it's it's nihilistic for sure. But I like that we have a hero, you know, that is not affected. That says, "Okay, let's just sit here and die. Why don't we, we'll, let, let, let's just do this? Let's just let's just sit here and wait for for death to come." Yeah, I love this oh, movie. So uh, it's actually my second favorite Carpenter. I mean, nothing's ever going to top Halloween for me because it's just such a perfect machine. But yeah, the thing is great, and I love everything about it. I love the cast. Uh, Speaking of I'm All Better Now, uh, Wilford Brimley. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this was only, like, his, like, third or fourth movie. And he kind of knocks it out of the park with this one. Oh, yeah. Um, how old is he in this? Like, 20 years old? Like, <laughs> Jeez, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> He's always been a thousand years old. Uh, like, he was no, I, born like that. Yeah, I mean, his. I think his first movie, we talked about it, like, Jesus, months ago, uh, was The China Syndrome. And then a few years later, he did The Thing... And I think he's like late forties in this one. <laughs> the man oh. is eighty-two at the moment. Yeah, oh he's an God. old man. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> he's an old man. He's an old man. Walrus tusks and all. I mean, just look <laughs> he, at him go. He's been an old man. Like he was born. He just had like the the mutton chops and everything. He was the boss baby. Yeah, he was the original boss baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I just love his character in this, where he's like, "I'm all better now. Totally not building a spaceship in the basement. Don't look down yeah. there. Don't please don't look down there." <laughs> and there's a noose just hanging in the background. <laughs> That's one of my favorite images where he's like, I'm all better now. And you, they just, like, you see the noose. You're like, oh, sure, sure you yeah. are. Uh -huh. It's great because Carpenter doesn't even, like, pan to it. Like, it's just there. It's just there. There's no pan. Yeah. It's just, oh, a noose. That's nice. <laughs> Holy shit, this movie. Now I want to watch it. Yeah. So. And unlike you guys, I don't watch this on Halloween. This Last is theme. yeah, I know it's. I watch Halloween on Halloween, but oh, this oh, is actually right, yeah. one of two movies. I know you guys don't get snow. No, 
No, you don't. But whenever okay, for, we... for, for listeners, I live in Austin or in the in the Austin area. Yeah. And Diego, uh, where do you live? Uh, L.A. There, yeah. yeah. So but there you I go. will say that uh, Palm Springs. It's about an hour drive out for me. I did get snow there one time. I was just driving through with my dad. One like, time, I have to pull over. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> one this, time this never happens. We this got was, like over a decade ago, and we we're just like, wow. Okay, yeah, we we got snow ten years ago as well. So I I live in New Jersey. It snows here a lot during the winter. Is it snowing there now? God no, it's like ninety five <laughs> degrees. Okay, so I'll make it's, sure. It's it's disgusting out. Uh, anyway, no. Any any time we get our first big snowstorm, I do a double feature of The Shining and The Thing. Oh, that's great. And it's it's just so much fun because, like, when we get our first big snowstorm, you're snowed in. You don't leave the house. So it's just me and my TV, and I'm like, all right, time to hang out with McCready and Jack Torrance for a day. Come on. We've we've kind of discussed our viewing, our weird viewing habits, Matt. I, how – here's a question. It's, yes. It's kind of a tangent, but it's connected. Go for it. How many more seasonal viewings do you have like that – Like. That, that that's like that like yeah you, know, you watch the thing when it snows like uh, I watch a lot of movies that that remind me of summer during the summer like like what like usually around like July I'll I'll watch like Die Hard with a Vengeance <laughs> okay I'll I'll oh, watch like awesome. like over the summer I'll watch like sweaty movies like Predator two uh, <laughs> uh, damn right like I'll watch like the sweat movies I'll yeah I'll watch like Die Hard with a Vengeance Predator two I'll even throw on a Time to Kill. <laughs> like, like just movies that are filled with like sweat. I'll watch those. Like, I don't know. Like seasonal viewing, it's like really weird for me. Like, there's only there's movies that I can only watch certain times of the year. That's so odd. Like, I don't... and then there's movies. Then there's movies like you know Ghostbusters and Aliens where I could just or Spaceballs where I'm like, yeah, I'll just throw that on. Or Whatever. Any, it, any, it doesn't matter. Anything Ridley Scott. Um, well, that's all times always. <laughs> don't don't get me wrong here. Diego, do you have any of those? I'm going to say weird seasonal viewing habits. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Because I certainly Christmas, don't. I, I'm I, also trying to think of more. <laughs> I fucking love Christmas. Like, if it could be Christmas all the time, every year. Like, you know those <laughs> those TV shows where they have, like, the, the uh, Groundhog Day thing? It's like, Christmas again? Yes. Like, if that was me, I wouldn't be living in hell. I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. Um, so I watch anything that's snowy or Christmassy, except for like Die Hard Two, which is like bad, and no one talks about how bad it is. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, bite your tongue. Let's just move forward. Let's move <laughs> ahead. A, it, it, it not good. Um, it's good. Die, the original Die Hard, obviously. Uh, Krampus. I'm a big fan of Krampus. This uh, also the thing because of snow, and then I wish we could get <laughs> snow here, but then so many freeways, everyone would just like pile up and die. Oh, yeah. People who, people who drive out there would have no idea what yeah. the fuck to do. Yeah, because yeah, like, like, the opening of La La Land is like a mass genocide. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm thinking of some right now. Like, maybe I want... I, I try to watch maybe Jaws like every 4th of July. Hell, yeah. I try to watch um, Scrooged every Christmas. Yeah. Um, oh, my, my younger cousin just watched Independence Day for the first time. Uh, I, I think it was last 4th of July. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I wish yeah. I could have been there for that. Yeah, yeah, I watch that every Fourth of July as well. Like I, for my birthday, I try to stick to movies I really love or that kind of connect with my with my birthday. Like uh, the game, that's like a good birthday movie. That's a really good birthday movie. It's a messed up birthday movie, but it's pretty good. <laughs> or Wrath of Khan, <laughs> Wrath of Khan, which is one of my favorite movies, and it's it's another birthday movie. Uh, Kirk has a birthday in there. Yes, he does. Yeah, but yeah. So other than that, no, no not really. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, again, I don't have snow here, so I don't have much occasion to throw on the snow movie. 
Uh, I mean, it's it's always a it's a like I'm, my eyes light up when I'm like I wake up in the morning and like there's like a foot of snow outside. I'm like, oh my god, I get to watch The Shining today. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh man, I'm going back to the Overlook. I can't fucking wait <laughs> to be Matt Curion. It uh, sucks though because like it's like the roads are shitty, so I can't like invite people over to watch The Shining with me. I'm just like, yep, I'm home alone. It's just me and Carlo with uh with a bunch of beer and booze. Let's watch The Shining because we can't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, uh, it's fun though. It's fun. But then we that, have fun. But then that'll all go away in a few years because of uh, climate change. So you won't have snow anymore. So. The world's going to end in like three weeks. So I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not going to yeah, be able to watch The Shining this year. 2017 drinks on me, guys. Hopefully, so. I can end it. Hopefully, I can release this episode in time before the world ends. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> And I was just spit a glass of water onto my laptop. Thank you, Marcelo. Speaking of episodes, I mean, why don't we take another break, okay? I mean, before we dive into the main the main topic of this episode, we 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 rarely have main topics as big as this, but we ha- it it gets its own segment after this break. Damn so. right it does. Uh, listen to the uh, the soothing tones of Ennio Morricone's Thing theme <laughs> during the break. Thanks for choosing the theme, man. I have to write this down now. So we'll be back after... What? That's a really good score, and it's a travesty that it's not available anywhere. We'll be back after this. And we're back. Hey, folks. Hello! Hello! Another great segment you won't hear because it wasn't even a segment. It was just us talking off mic. Um, Spider-Man 2 is great, of course. I mean, Diego, you've said it before. Uh, I mean, yes. on Twitter many times and on oh, yeah. on on the Talk From Society podcast, you've said it uh, during yes. that during that marathon last year. You said it. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this before we get into the big the the, the big thing we're here to talk about, which is Alien. Um, Diego, wh- how do you feel about Spider-Man: Homecoming? I like John Watts' movies a lot. Uh, Clown's the best it adaptation until probably the one we're going to get later this year, if it's half as good as I heard the script is. What movie? What? It. it. Oh, the clown movie. Yeah. Oh, the Aqua Teen movie that came out. Yeah. That no, one. no, no, no. Um, John Watts, the director of Spider-Man: Homecoming, did a movie called Clown. And yeah, it's the, like it was, very it was, similar to it. It was based off of that episode of Aqua Teen where Carl turns into a clown. Oh, I've never seen Aqua Teen. Oh <laughs> what God. are you even talking about? Yeah. What are you okay. Even talking? Okay, anyway. the first the first time I okay the first time I saw the trailer, first time I saw the trailer for Clown, I was like, I've seen this before, and then I looked back in my memories, and I was like, oh wait, it's an Aqua Teen episode from like season two, where Carl gets a wig, and he slowly turns into a clown, and he can't stop it, and oh, that's, that's what. Fucking hilarious! That's that. I'll send you the clip. Oh Diego. my god, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> just it's that it's that Aqua Teen movie. <laughs> just just send Diego that clip. Do not send me the clip. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, back yeah. yeah, back to Homecoming. Diego. The clowning has uh, begun. I love Cop Car. It's a great coming of age sort of Tom Sawyer Huckleberry Finn for the modern day story. Uh, and he he has a way of working with with younger actors that's really shocking because uh, he's not that old either, and the kids aren't that old. So if he can handle like ten year olds well. I can only imagine what he can do with like late teen, early twenty kids for uh, <laughs> Spider Man Homecoming. I just wonder how he's going to handle the action because you know Marvel does a lot of second unit stuff when they're not like yeah. you know 
I mean, even then they've they've kind of butchered their second unit action stuff. Uh, but lately, their their trend from Doctor Strange to Guardians of the Galaxy two uh, to varying degrees, obviously in quality, they've um, it feels like they're they're really trying to do different now. Like they've done the the Phase one two thing with the Act one two three traditional big climax structures. I, I, I feel optimistic about the direction that these movies are headed still. And I am very much looking forward to Spider-Man Homecoming because the character means a whole lot to me. And I really like the idea of exploring the high school era. And Michael Keaton playing Spider-Man. Birdman again? Oh, yeah, but like in a good movie? <laughs> hey, yo, mic drop. I'm out. Uh, speaking of good movies, Alien. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what's, yes, Queen, etc., etc. Queen is, Alien. What, uh, I think Matt's going to start this off because it's been. Said. I have to talk about Alien again. Jesus yeah, exactly. Christ. You have to start this again because it it, it happens. I think almost now on the monthly basis. Yeah, where I, I mention Alien, bring up Alien or Ridley Scott again. Matt, who is your favorite filmmaker working today? My favorite living filmmaker is Ridley Scott. Yes. Uh, why is that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I love... I, I don't know. I love his visual style. I love his attention to detail. Uh, it's the behind-the-scenes stuff that really makes me love this guy. Like, I've watched like behind-the-scenes documentaries on his films basically my entire life, and I love a director who can storyboard his entire movie and basically like just do it. He, like, he draws it, he does it, and it's what he wants. It's his vision totally no matter what the screenplay is the visuals are all him and he has no basically other input on this uh i watched alien of course but i also went made my way through the entire alien anthology blu-ray set watching all the bonus features and that was a, a very long week for me and then i finally watched the making of documentary that was included on the prometheus blu-ray and the stories from behind the scenes on that one are insane because the creative team would come up with all these ideas and Ridley was just walk in and go that shit that shit I hate that let's do it this way and he would draw something up and then the next day he would come in and there it was there was something that he wanted to see on the screen I think that's why I love Ridley Scott so much because he's he's not exactly a control freak but he knows what he wants and he gets it and the movies may not always be the greatest thing ever but I'm always entertained by his vision and what he can bring to the table and what he does with, like, little character moments here and there. And, yes, I know, I've said it on the show numerous times, but Alien is my favorite film of all time. And I don't think that's ever going to change for me. Ever. Ever. I don't... I really don't see it happening, because I've seen Aliens more times than I can count, and... I don't know, it just... it, It hits me every time with how damn perfect this movie is kind of like ash says you know perfect organism uh that's alien it's perfect for me there are no down notes there are, there's not i can't i wouldn't take anything out and honestly i wouldn't add anything and that's why i really only watch the theatrical cut of alien so that's your take on alien and ridley scott's so yeah, go. he's good. And, <laughs> and honestly, I was I was talking to someone the other day, and and someone asked me how old is he anyway, and I was like, he's seventy nine. And they're like, holy shit, when did that happen? I was like, I don't know because 
I realize how lost and like depressed I'm going to be when we lose him. He, and how and how awful cinema will be as a whole losing that that vision of his. And it's something that I don't like to think about because he's Ridley Scott. Uh well, he's he's the grandpa I never had. Well, <laughs> n- nobody likes to think about death, Matt. I mean, Sometimes I do. <laughs> you like to think about death. I mean, every once in a while. I mean, uh, when you think about it, you think about you want you mean the people you want to die. But I mean, uh, I think he's going to Ridley Scott is going to live into his like nineties. He's going to be. Like, That's what I think too. I think he's just, and he, I, I also believe he's just going to keep making movies. Yeah, like wasn't Kurosawa like in his nineties and he he was still making movies? Like yes, he, he was, and he finished his career by making one of his best movies, which. Good for him, man. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like he's one of those who will just keep working. It's, you know, for what I think of him overall. I mean, I think he's yeah, he's a solid director. I like a lot of his work. Okay, I'm not the biggest. I know you do. I big. I mean, yeah. Was it like two years ago we talked about Ridley Scott's? We tried to do that retrospective, which again we will bring it back. Speaking of failed things uh, in the past, yeah. And I remember how much you love Black Rain. I was going to bring that up. That's a good movie. Thanks to that retrospective we tried to do, I watched Black Rain, and I'm a huge fan of that movie. It's really good. I like it a lot. But no, like, I, I, yeah, you know... Cigar cinema forever. I'm excited to, for whatever movie he decides to do, and whether it's, like, six more Alien movies, or whatever. Like, he seems like he's still passionate about making movies, which I'm excited about. I'm excited about that. What I feel he's going to do is he's going to do... Covenant's going to come out, and it's going to be like what happened with Prometheus. He's going to do, like, one or two other movies, and then he'll come back to Alien. Yeah. Because, I mean, mean, he did Prometheus, and then he followed that right up with The Counselor, which is one of his very best. Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. Thank you, Diego, because (laughs) I have met so few people who like that movie, much less would, like, defend it, and it is amazing. It is amazing. It's top five Scott for me. Yes, it's probably number three or four for me. I have not ranked my Ridley Scott, but I, it, it's up there. I think oh, it, I have. For sure. It, well, of course you have. <laughs> what, what is your top five Ridley Scott? Can you pull that up? Or I you, can. Do you know it off the top of your head? Uh, let me get to my little list here. And yeah, my top five uh, As is... A, I mean, you're still getting it up going, from, going from one to five? Go to five. Go five to one. Just to just to amp things. All right. Up. We'll count them down. We'll do. Uh, okay. Kingdom of Heaven director's cut. Number five. The Counselor director's cut. Gladiator director's cut. Number three. Blade Runner the final cut. Number two. What's and number one? And GI Jane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, no. That's actually my least favorite. Uh, but no, it's Alien. <laughs> I said, uh, did I see GI Jane? I I, think I don't think I, I've seen GI Jane. I think I've seen it. I think I liked it. It's. Fine, but I I don't know. I remember I think, the little posters at, at when I used to go to Blockbuster. When those yeah, things. same. But, I think from yeah. what I've seen, my least favorite uh, Ridley Scott is uh, Summer to Watch Man. Over Me. Well, I haven't seen that. So yes, you did. What Summer- you watched oh. it for the retrospective? Yes, you did. It's that's one of the ones that I haven't have not seen. I actually like them. You know, like the one. Okay, I now I remember seeing it, which is maybe not. It's a point against it if I don't remember <laughs> actually seeing the movie. <laughs> I remember liking him. I, I liked it just enough, but I don't like Matchstick Men. I, I, I remember just being annoyed by it. I think it was around the time when like Secret Window came out, and there were like too many twist endings out there. So I don't know. I need to revisit it. But yeah. Matchstick Men, I think, is the bottom Scott for me. Ridley Scott. 
Anyway, hey, Alien. <laughs> Diego, <laughs> That's a great Diego, movie. Diego, do you have a hot take on Alien, or are you just going to be like Matt? Is it one of the great sci-fi movies of all time? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have the most boring take on Alien. <laughs> except, oh. except that, as a whole, this is my favorite film franchise, for better Same. or for worse. Same. Because even if I don't love all of them, they're all distinct and unique, and they're all filled with glorious, goofy science fiction ideas. Goofy Damn right. and ungoofy, cynical, optimistic. Like it's all here. Like it's I was thinking, great. I was thinking about it today. I was like, this is like a great pop culture, like pop sci-fi series, where they they it kind of pretends to be hard sci-fi, but in the end, it's just giant rape monsters. <laughs> Giant rape monsters. That's what they but are. It's like, you know, it's, it's true. This whole series but, about giant, terrifying fuck beasts <laughs> that just want to destroy you. I don't think they're out to rape, though. I don't think no, that... I mean, well, I mean, H.R. Geiger's designs are like inherently like filled with genitalia. Yes, and like Ridley Scott clearly took advantage of that mm-hmm. when like the inner mouth cock of the xenomorph yes. constantly rips into the faces of people. You know, like <laughs> okay, it, it's, very, it, it's very, it's uh, very, it's very, like, it's cripplingly sexual. <laughs> yes, you know, and and violent, and it should be to, to convey the messages that he's trying to get across. But it's, I think it's also. I don't want to give anything away of what I'm writing right now because I think it'll be out by the time this episode should be. Yeah, up, the, but, um, from recording, this will be out like a week from now. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah, it, it should be out by then. But um, yeah. I think at least the original series is really about uh, how corporations and, and capitalism mm-hmm. equally fucks people over just as much as the monsters. Yep. Like Wayland Yutani is just as much the villain as the Xenomorph is. They're terrible. Yeah. Except for Alien Resurrection, which which is just the worst plot twist. It's just the worst. <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it so it's, much. It's, it's so stupid. <laughs> that spoils a war, man. <laughs> let's, oh, hey, how about this? Let's okay. Alien. Let's just, let's just jump around with this whole series. I, I do want to jump around. I think around. we can do that. Let's okay, but okay. What, what can we say about Alien that hasn't already been said? It's it's it's, it's a masterpiece. It it's is. pretty. It's pretty yeah, fucking it, good, it, fam. Really, it, it really is fucking perfect yeah, it is, is, there's it nothing is here that anyone could like like it's, some of the, the stuff is goofy like when Dallas gets it in the, the air ducts um, oh jazz hands yeah jazz hands <laughs> I love it's it though like, yeah no it's it's great though because you're so like just like you forget to breathe while yeah that, that whole that whole sequence like is scary as shit and that's it. <laughs> it's just, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, so scary shit. Boom. Scary shit. This whole series is scary shit. Okay, so that's Alien. There's your, there's your box quote. Okay, how about Aliens? Okay, here's... I'll throw this out there. Um, there's always a debate on Twitter, and it, it seems like... That <laughs> Alien is better. Well, yeah. yeah Amen. Alien is better. But let's, let's break it down to Aliens and, like, theatrical versus special edition. Okay, there's there's people out there who th- who think the theatrical is better than special edition. I don't agree yes. with them. Oh, what the fuck! I t- which one are we talking about? Aliens? 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 Okay. Oh, oh, uh, extended edition all the way. Yeah, special I edition. I yeah. constantly oh, I constantly go with director's intent, and if uh, you watch, and if well, if you watch it, and James Cameron says this is my preferred version. James Cameron doesn't know shit then. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's clearly not true. But well, okay, he's I, a pretty good storyteller. I'll yeah, say, he had his moments like 
a lot, like all of them, pretty much. <laughs> but, <laughs> now, n- now we're getting into James Cameron. Now the conversation is changing. Uh, I, I'll say this about Cameron. I mean, Matt, I kind of disagree with you. Like, I don't particularly, for the most part, uh, I like the theatrical version of T two more than the special edition. Um, the, possibly same. The same with I think the. Uh, Oh, the abyss! I think the abyss director's cut is so much better. Oh, oh the I, abyss rules the director's cut. Yeah, yeah. Does the director's cut have? Because that's like an actual movie that wasn't like fucked with by the studio. Uh, yeah, I have to rewatch both of those. But I, I think I'm wait. The, uh, wait for the Blu-ray that's coming out this year. Finally, I, I think I'm on the. Oh, yeah, I'm, right. I'm on the theatrical side of that of the abyss. But for aliens, I I'm with Cameron. Like when when Cameron opens up. Uh, he has a little portion introducing the special edition on the Blu-ray. Yeah, it's cool. He's like, "This is my preferred version. It's longer." Uh, what, what's the phrasing he says? It's like it's like a longer road to hell or whatever. Yes, yes. I agree with him. I like that that whole like ten minute section that he puts back in where they're on the planet. Yes, I love I love that. I no. love I love <laughs> I love the segment. The segment with Ripley's with, it doesn't ruin anything. I love that. I love the segment with Ripley's daughter. Like I like that. I love yeah. that. I like yeah. That. yeah, I love it. I I love the the extra glances you get between uh, Ripley and Hicks. Like you know they share their first names. Uh, where there's another scene where Ripley has a hesitation before she goes into the the facility. I love that little added sequence. The the uh, the the gun turrets. Like oh that. my like god! That. Yes. But Diego, you think the theatrical version is better? Oh, right? it's not even a question. For me. <laughs> Come oh on! My God. Uh, I I'm just... going to keep directing people to my Alien retrospective because I go on for like an hour and a half with Matt, my other, other Matt, Matt. obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, where we talk about why we don't like the director's cut more, and it's like all the stuff you guys list is why you prefer it. I'm just like cringing because it's I like love it so much. Good. Especially the turret gun sequence because Love it. there's a there's a common argument that aliens doesn't make the xenomorphs scary anymore, and I call bullshit on the theatrical version because it's like like there's all these badass marines, and then they get like wiped out in the first action sequence in the movie. Ultimate because, badasses, yeah. And there's a whole whole other thing we get into about like maybe they're like the runts of the litter, like they're not really the badasses, they're kind of the, the loser outfit. But either well, that, way, yeah, that's why they send them on a bug hunt. Mm-hmm, exactly. And um, but that 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 still sets a precedent for how scary these things are. Like, because even if they're like the runts, the grunts, um, they uh, they get wiped out like really fast because <laughs> guns don't mean shit when you're up against like a hundred xenomorphs. When you're in the hive, um, yeah. something, something's gonna happen. Yeah, like that's that's scary. But then the turret gun sequence, it's not it's not even really an action sequence. It's just a sequence to show off some cool future tech. Nah, you know, it, like it, it doesn't do anything. It just that I think makes them less scary. It's scared. That that scene actually gets to me because it's just like the tension of like the counter running down on yeah. the ammo, and you're yeah. like, oh man, it's happening. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. So you know, would be cool if they added that to like more of the the uh, the personal action scenes, like uh, like a Guns in Halo. You know how everything in Halo is just a rip off of Aliens. Basically, yeah. Yeah, like the assault rifle with the counter on it. Like, that's clearly inspired by the turret guns. So, you know, like, get that on their assault rifles, and, like, maybe Ripley has, like... Or, no, they do do that in, in Aliens. Yeah. So you don't need the <laughs> turret gun sequence at all. No. Yes, you, you do. Because it looks <sighs> cool. <laughs> well, I don't care about looking cool. Aliens not... is so good, and it's theatrical cut. Like, I don't... 
It's fine. It's excessive. I'll say... Um, I, I really dislike it. I'll say... I won't say... I like it just because it looks cool, like mad. Although it's a- I'm fucking with you. Jesus. <laughs> it's a valid argument, though. Honestly, cool. one of the reasons I like it is because it reminds me of um, that old school Alien vs. Predator video game where you could set down turret guns. It's <laughs> a valid, another valid point from Matt Curiel. Where I was like, oh man, I used to play that game all the time, and now those turret guns actually have use in this special edition. Yes, please. It just for me, yeah, like Matt was saying, it adds to the tension. It, it yeah. shows that these things cannot be stopped. And they're relentless. They're, yeah, relentless. So it, it just adds to it. I like, I, I do enjoy this world that he created, James Cameron, and just seeing more of it. And uh, more of it that helps build the tension. Yeah, yeah, I like the special edition. I do. And what it runs like two hours and 40 minutes almost. Yep. Oh, so fucking long. When I started, I'm damn like, right, I'm watching this whole oh, thing. I think, it's too I, much. yeah, it's it's really good. I, yeah, it turns it into a, like an epic war film. Like, yeah, yeah, yes, please. Oh. So two out of two out of three people enjoy the special edition. So we win uh, this no, round. I just like it enough for two people. <laughs> Majority rules. <laughs> Let's move it's on. Basically, a tie. Let's move on to Alien Three. Assembly okay. cut. Assembly cut. <laughs> yeah, there's not even. Let's not no kid ourselves here. Although, okay, I, I did write something for the site, for Talk from Society. You did? It was I awesome. Did. It was fine. Um, Shut up. It was really good. <laughs> I I actually saw the theatrical version in a theater last year. Um, I think it was the night of Alien Day. Uh, like, they, the, the, the draft house were being cheeky. They're like, oh, we have Alien and Aliens, you know, earlier that night. But then if you want to see Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection, like, at 10 p.m. at midnight, we have those showings as well. So somebody yes, could, please. Somebody could have seen, like, all four, like, in, I think in a day. That's awesome. I only saw Alien 3, so I didn't stick around for for Resurrection, which we'll talk about That's here in a bit. That's baller as fuck. Uh, <laughs> but Alien 3, the theatrical cut, before... Like I saw it in the theater, I really didn't care for it at all. But I, I think I talked about this on the show. It, I put myself into the mind frame of somebody seeing it in 1992. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, man, this w- would have really fucked people over. Like, when you got really angry like five minutes in when they killed Hicks and Newton and walked out. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, man, what the fuck? I'm out of here. People, Who's this Fincher guy? He's not going anywhere. People were not ready for this movie. The theatrical cut of Alien Three, and it's even even in the theatrical cut, like Fincher's themes shine through. They do. You you still see that theme of mortality and death, and like the end of Ripley's arc. Um, And then you get, you know, of course, a lot more of that in the assembly cut, which is the the better version. It is so good. It makes a lot more sense too, because like in the theatrical cut, there's a major plot hole. Uh, there, uh, where they cut out that section with I forget the character's name. I fucking wrote like a thousand words on it. I forget the Gullick. Name. Yeah, Gullick. Yeah. Yo, fuck um, Gullick. <laughs> that guy's that guy's a fucking asshole. Like, Andrews was like they say, yeah, like they say in the show. Like Andrews was right. They should have kept him chained up. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's it's just another uh, okay, another in Alien Three. They're making the alien the xenomorph. Like a spiritual being, like, yeah, and it, Gullick just adds to that. Like he's like enchanted by it. He's such an asshole, <laughs> and it's another reason why I love the movie because it, yeah, it's it is so good. I think it's I don't know. I it may be blasphemy, but I don't know. It's not my favorite Alien, but it's it's every time I see it now, I just love it more and more. So it might be my second favorite. Oh, after Alien, of, of course. course, yeah. 
Um, here's get- a fun. Here's a fun take. <laughs> yeah. What? What is it? I'm glad they killed Hicks and Newt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because guess what? I don't want a movie where you know Ripley and her new family are like running around murdering aliens, like <laughs> killing aliens, like in like an action buddy movie. Because that's what Alien Three would have been had uh, Hicks and Newt survived. I don't yeah. want. I don't want that. I don't want that at all. You don't need another action movie. It's sort of like what the Terminator franchise did wrong after Terminator Two, apart Just, from continuing. Where, uh, they're all action movies. Terminator's a horror movie. Terminator Two is an action movie, and then Alien, same setup. Aliens a horror movie. Aliens is an action movie slash war movie, and then Alien Three is some weird religious David Fincher nihilistic anti-capitalist prison drama. Prison drama. <laughs> <laughs> and then Alien Resurrection is. We'll get to it. I don't want to talk about it. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk three, about it. Alien Three. Fucking rules. Uh, th- this is maybe my favorite one to watch. Uh, obviously, the first Aliens better, and Aliens is is great. Everyone knows how great those first two are. But Aliens always, is a great video game movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, what the precedent it set for like setting up sci fi stories and action mm-hmm. movies like that. But uh, Alien Three, I like to talk about the most too because more people are getting on board with it. I don't know yes. if it's just me harassing people about how good it is. Oh no, I think <laughs> a lot of people are coming around on this thing. Yeah, I, I I can't stop talking about it for sure. And you know, it's funny, Matt. You were talking about Ridley Scott being your your favorite living director right now. Fincher is my favorite living director. There you go. So yeah, there's the connection. Uh, I mean, the Alien franchise is it's not my favorite franchise. It definitely features my favorite movie monster, the Xenomorph. Yeah. And I'm 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 happy that you know, regardless of the studio's meddling. I mean that that was all bullshit. They, they should have let Fincher do whatever he wanted to do. Here's something I learned watching these documentaries. David Geiler's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he is a prick. What what did he do? He basically just shot down everything Fincher wanted to do. Yeah, that's right, yeah. He basically shot down every cool idea any of these directors wanted to do yeah. over the entire franchise. It's like, dude, you're a dick. Stop. My favorite little moment... Well, I mean, it's not... It's kind of ironic, because David Fincher, he's obviously brilliant, and, like, if he had... I fully believe this. If he was given free reign of an Alien movie, I believe it would be my favorite of the franchise. Like, hands down. I think it could be even the best. I think it could rival the first. Yeah. Um, But there's a moment in the documentary where he's like, I hope someone goes to see this movie. Like, he's just so tired. (laughs) And he just went through so much bullshit. And he still managed to pull a good movie together and then yeah, there was exactly. that just in his notes the production notes that were assembled to make yeah. a better version of it and then there's that also another part of the documentary Wreckage and Rage where he's uh, he's, he's like hanging out with Sigourney Weaver and he's like I'm surprised this movie's even being made because everyone at Fox is fucking morons yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I love you yeah but uh, but no, I was gonna say yes this franchise well the first four like features some like amazing directors coming to the franchise and bring uh, even Fincher brought his own. Like, Everyone brings their own take. Yeah, their own take, and it's Alien Three, the theatrical cut or the assembly cut. You still see the themes that Fincher yeah. plays with throughout his entire career. It's like why I love the guy because he brings in these themes of of like nihilism, death, like everything here in a major you know blockbuster franchise. So, and I mean, I've mentioned it on the show before, but I grew up with the assembly cut. Yeah, you did, right? Yeah. That came uh, out in 2003? It grew up in 2000... Came out in 2003, but when I was a kid, I would read the comic book adaptation oh, that's right. 
of Alien 3 all the time, which was based on the screenplay, which I knew these scenes before I saw them in the assembly cut, which was pretty weird. Oh, that's cool. Like, Man, like it had the... That's a unique experience. Like, when I was a kid, like, I knew about the whole sequence about, you know, the alien getting trapped in, like, the toxic waste dump, and then Golic escaping and letting it out, because it was in issue two of the comic book. That's how, <laughs> it, that's how issue two ended in the three-issue adaptation of the series. Uh, I'm sure you can find these, like, in your bargain bin at your local comic shop somewhere. Uh, but please check it out. Uh, that's how I grew up with the uh, assembly cut of Alien 3. And it's it's a unique thing. And I, I'm really happy that my my mom let me buy <laughs> these graphic-as-hell Alien comic books when I was, like, eight years old. Uh, I have to look that up. I may have to buy that. It's pretty cool, man. And the cover art is beautiful. So I love that Alien 3... Features the end of Ripley's. Oh, sorry, Ripley's arc. Okay, and, and or even, does uh, it? Sigourney Weaver was adamant. Even I, I was listening to the commentary uh, on Aliens, where Cameron's like, "Oh, we, Sigourney Weaver wanted to kill her character off in Aliens, <laughs> and also wanted to have sex with the alien." <laughs> yes, I know because Sigourney Weaver. I don't know if anyone knows this, but she's a little weird, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> she's so a she, bit of an odd duck. She got she got her wish in Alien Three to kill off Rip, uh, Ripley, but then we go to Resurrection. <laughs> but then a giant dump truck of money backed up into her uh, front yard, and she was like, "Okay, I guess." Uh, okay, fine. But she goes on one condition: let me fuck the alien. So <laughs> that, that's what happens in Resurrection. So we're here, uh, Resurrection. Um, I just finished rewatching it. Just about it was tonight, a few hours ago. Um, I I think it's fine. I think it's 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 close to good. I think for me, it is. It is close to good. It's not bad. It's no. I it's it's, uh, it's. I don't know. It's it's okay. almost bad. It's okay. I mean, Matt, you wrote something. I wrote about thirteen hundred words on this thing, <laughs> which like when I hit the word count button, I was like, oh really? I okay. I guess I I really love this thing. For, yeah, go folks, yeah, folks yeah. listening. Go go back, uh, read it. Um, but Matt. What is the deal with this movie? <laughs> with with Resurrection? It is very French. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I actually... Jean- yeah. fuck. We, we, it, it is really French. Jean-Pierre Genet was brought on. Uh, basically, all these movies have a unique vision. And this one was basically him adapting Joss Whedon's screenplay to, oh his, to his sensibilities. And um, he... I, I don't know... This is just one of those movies that, like, when I was a kid, I had it on VHS. I still own the VHS. I grew up with this thing. Uh, I have fun with it every time I watch it. I, I, I like the vibe that it has. I like that it's very comic booky. And uh, I said it in the article, but it's like it's like a Marvel What If or a DC like Elseworlds uh, story. Uh, don't consider it canon because I don't. <laughs> but uh, on its own, Mr. Blancan. Well, fuck that guy. Anyway, uh, but I think it's a it's a pretty fun action movie, and it has some really goofy sequences, which I attribute to uh, Genet, and I'm fine with that. I mean, it has one of my favorite kills in the series, which I mentioned in the article, which was in uh, Dan Hedaya looks at his own brain in his hand, <laughs> and yeah, it's goofy. It's goofy as fuck, but. Holy shit, I love it. And it has some really great, like, camera movements and, like, cinematography in this movie. Like, 
I even mentioned this in the article. Like that 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 one shot of uh, the the following the grenade into the escape pod is pretty fucking cool, and I love the shot towards the end of the movie where they go down the guy's throat and you see the alien in there ready to burst out. I'm like, oh my god, this is so goofy. I love it. And come on, this movie, it's not as bad as the legends have foretold. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a decent time. If you just want to watch people fight aliens, you could do a lot worse. Uh, before uh, Aliens vs. Predator. <clears throat> you could do a lot worse with those movies. But hey, watch this movie if you're in for the, in for the, in the mood for like a weird French <laughs> sci-fi, sci-fi movie. movie. And, 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 yeah, watch it if you don't have a copy of Fifth Element uh, close by. Um, oh, you you mean the, the booze cube? As you 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 confused it last week. In the last in last week's episode, I I, I mistook Alien Resurrection for Fifth Element. Because <laughs> uh, I was watching them like back to back, and they're both. And I had and I had asked the question, "What is your favorite future tech from yeah. Fifth Element?" And Marcelo says, uh, "The the 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 cube that they turn into to, to alcohol." Yes, yeah, I think that's th- <laughs> those are my exact words. Yes, but no, but uh, hey, and then I, I I must admit I those two movies are very French. They came out I think in the same year, right? So, uh, Ninety seven. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Easy mistake to make, I think. But and I course, didn't even mention Fifth Winona Ryder, and I love her here. <laughs> Ryder, I think, is very good in it, despite the movie being what it is. <laughs> I, used to have that, I used to have her action figure. But let me just make it clear: Fifth Element is a lot better. But oh my god, yes. But yeah, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Ex- and we haven't even mentioned the newborn yet. Uh, oh my god! It's exceedingly French. It's exceedingly weird. Weird. There are some oh night, my god. like Matt was saying. There are some cool shots in it. And that's really all I took from it. The story and it has itself. that awesome underwater sequence, oh my God. Okay, which yeah, I didn't yeah, even part, mention in cool my article. What when uh, Ron Perlman gets scared by a spider and shoots it? Uh, it's awesome. That, <laughs> and the awkward as fuck death scene when um, the call the the I don't remember I don't even remember the character's name, but he's introduced with like an ass shot, and I'm like, all right, this is the same franchise that. Spawned Sigourney Weaver as an action hero, and this is where we are now. Oh yeah, that yeah um, yeah yeah yeah. She gets pulled away, and it's oh, like the yeah. alien just like boop. It's like a little touch, and Good, then screw she's her. dragged away with the camera like directly in front of her. It's like, did she die? Did she? Yeah, she that was get, weird. It's not like she gets pulled out of frame. The frame stays on her. Her contract yeah. ran out. Her contract <laughs> ran out. That Come on, man. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of that sequence because they went. They held the. They held their breath for like ten minutes. Oh, it's uh, please. This is a goofy fucking movie. Uh, Don't yeah, even no, pay no. attention to I, that. Like a lot of people bring up the goofiness. Like the goofiness isn't my problem. Like the booze cube, awesome. Yes, uh, the booze yeah, cube is the, awesome, and we need that invention in real life. The booze Space cube. basketball? I'm with it. Yeah, Whatever. okay. And she go, actually made that shot. Slot, which is so cool. The she's, that, that's because she's a fucking um, badass. Uh, and the production design is awesome. I love Jean-Pierre Genet. City of Lost Children and Amelie, are, they hold very special places in my heart as some of my favorite movies. Uh, but then, you hear him talk about Alien Resurrection, and he didn't have a bad time making it or anything, from my understanding. No, he didn't. But just like uh, he didn't speak English, they were a lot. Filming. They were a lot nicer to him than they were to Fincher. Oh hell yeah! And, probably because uh, he didn't speak English. Probably, <laughs> yeah, which is a problem, especially when you're adapting a Joss Whedon script, which is already hard enough to do when you're not Joss Whedon or Drew Goddard or Directing one of his it. acolytes. Yeah. You know, because there's a very specific tone that you need to capture with yes. that script, otherwise. It comes across as Storm's iconic line from Brian Singer's first X-Men movie. 
they, they play it straight, and you you can't it's play so bad. All Josh Whedonisms straight. They, no, you can't. Work to them. Yes, and, and uh, that, that was not achieved in this movie. Real, real, real quick, I will say when uh, I told Carlo that we were going to be talking about uh, Alien Resurrection, his his first comment was, "Be nice to Joss." <laughs> <laughs> I love Joss Whedon. So so do I. Yeah, but uh, there are some of, hints oh. of like Firefly in this. I'll say. Oh, that. it's this it's very proto Firefly. I was just gonna say very proto Firefly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, the I, Betty is the Serenity. Yada, yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy that. And uh, oh, it should be noted that uh, there's a special edition on the Blu-ray, right? And I, I I'd forgotten about this. Like the as in in the special edition, which apparently is not his. Director's cut. No, it's just some added scenes. I think Fox was just like, we need like a new cut. Just, just add in some stuff, which yeah. he did. Like they added a new beginning and a new ending, which is weird. That new beginning is like, it's like a weird fly that it's, has an alien face for some reason. We were talking about how French this movie is. It's the most French thing ever. It's so French. Oh, it's French as fuck. <laughs> and of French course, the movie. Of course, the movie ends in Paris because yeah. why wouldn't it? There you yeah. go. Uh, you know what? It's like. Uh, it's almost like a metaphor, like what he had to do to make Amelie. Because uh, there's an interview with him from a couple years ago. I gotta where see he's that movie about like, oh, so good. Um, I think it gets hijacked by like the the quirky one, like want to be like pretentious film critics, hipsters community. But it's really, really good. And uh, he's talking in this interview about like how um, he gets called by Hollywood to make Alien Resurrection. I love his accent. <laughs> oh my god, and, um, I love him, and like, I love the know, cast he brought with him. Like oh, uh, it's, Dominic it's great, Pinion like, is the awesome. Movie, the movie isn't great, I don't think. And he's like, I don't want to make a resurrection. I, I wanted to make Amelie. <laughs> and so he talks about like how when he was when he came back again. I, it's my understanding that he didn't have a bad experience there. Like he he always says like, uh, if I want to make a movie in Hollywood, I'll go back to Hollywood and I'll make a Hollywood movie. But I want to do these. And um, but when he came back, he he fell back in love with Paris and France, and he wanted to make a really French movie. And he's like, all right, I'm ready to make Amelie. Nice. And, yeah, I gotta, cool. I, gotta, I gotta watch that movie. Yeah, yeah. Alien I, Resurrection's I like weird, and there's a tonal dissonance that is. It's worth watching to study, to see how to avoid big mistakes like not understanding your scripts, <laughs> not not, you know, mostly not understanding scripts, <laughs> <laughs> and probably speaking the same language might help. That's that's good. Yeah, yeah. So that's Resurrection, and we can skip AVP. An AVP two. Can Wait, we please? I, I just want to call bullshit. Also, because I finally get to bring it up again. That uh, cutthroat organization, one of the great movie villains, Waylon Yutani, is bought out by fucking Walmart. I love it so much. Oh, it's it's shit. <laughs> I love it. As and other I, Matt quotes, it's the Batan Death March of movies. <laughs> also, I will say I love Brad Dourif in this. You know what? No. No? <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh my god, he's awesome in this movie. That character wasn't supposed to be cast by like a like a Brad Dorf type. Think more everyman-y. It, it was supposed to be like an everyman. So when you find out he's like a, a xenomorph fetishist, essentially, it's supposed to like destroy you off dramatically. And I can see how that could work in the long run. But when you cast Brad Dorf, you're going to get a very specific <laughs> type of acting. Damn right you do. And Brad Dorf is very good. But it kind of ruins the point of the character entirely. So <laughs> I just like the, the him playing a weirdo again. Yeah, I just like him playing. He plays like an Igor type. I yeah. love him. <laughs> he's fine. He's he's not the worst thing. Well, I'm trying to think no, about, no, he's not. He's not. There are much worse things about that movie. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen Alien vs. Predator. Like the newborn. Oh, the newborn. Okay. Why did we not talk about the newborn and how weird to, that fucking I was thing to is? Move on. But yeah, that is a 
What is even what is even that? The newborn. What? Okay, the sound that that thing makes that, that that weird sound. It's the sound that I hear sometimes when your cat makes a noise, Marcelo. Oh, well, thank and it you. freaks me out. <laughs> I'm kidding, it's but seriously, it well, is. Yeah. It's I don't know what that is. It's 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 so horrifying and it's such an abomination that like towards the end I feel bad for it. Yeah, I'm like well, you're I'm like why I'm like I'm like you exist. Why why stop why do you please? Exist? Yeah. It's it, it's like the movie itself. It's weird. I don't know why it exists. But I but can't here stop. It is. But here but it I is. Will, <laughs> but I will say it's a pretty cool creature design. <laughs> yeah. I love it its I love its face. I love its face so much, but the back of its head is fucking creepy. The, uh, the, the eyes. Have you guys seen out. the original like design for it, where it's like didn't it have like bottom. a giant vagina. It had a vagina and a penis because they just they at were the same go time on with the sexual metaphors again. Go for and, it. And HR Giger wasn't a part of this one either. I don't think because <laughs> um, he scared them off with his Alien Three designs. <laughs> oh, with the lips, with the, the lips and the, uh, the the seductive xenomorphs, and they were like, ah. Right. I do miss. I I would have loved to have seen him from Alien Three. His design of like the knives that come out of the hands. Yeah, like it, it, like the raptor claws almost. You that know, would I, cool. I prefer his weirdness to like it. Just this is the newborn looks greasy. You oh, know, it's like, so it's gross. Not creepy. It's not like too cool. It's just kind of greasy. Ugh, it's like so I ate dis- a lot of McDonald's, and it's just like it's so disgusting. It. Ugh, so much covered in KY jelly. Out of that, like it's so weird that it happens like at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not good. It's. Fine, it's fine. It's an interesting failure. Yeah, I'll say that. I will probably watch it a hundred more times before I. Damn right. Yeah, I'm looking at concept art for the newborn, and uh, that genitalia is not cool. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's why they got rid of it. They're like, all right, (laughs) they're like, cool idea, Dave. They're like, that's weird. Let's let's put it away now. But I did, I did own the action figure. Did the action figure have the penis in the vagina? No, it didn't, but I'll send that everyone a picture like, right fucking now. fucking hilarious. Like, also, oh, yeah, I took it out of the movie, but here's the action figure for kids. Also, the uh, picture I sent of the movie ticket, I found it in my uh, Blu-ray box set. It's from when I went to Alien Day last year. Hooray. But yeah, I'll send a picture of the action figure that I owned. There you go. Yay. It didn't really look like the newborn at all. They gave it, like, skeleton... Like, it looks like a skeleton face. And uh, yeah, you just shared the picture. You get you get a face hugger with it too. Yeah, you get a giant giant king face hugger. It's called. <laughs> I I faintly remember those toys, and yeah, I I owned so many aliens toys when I was a kid because they were based off of like a cartoon that never happened. Oh yeah, there was like a there was like a there was like an alien pilot cartoon, and they basically mixed like the alien uh, video game that was in the arcades with this unproduced cartoon. And there were the, you know, Ripley and her friends were going to fight aliens every Saturday morning, but it never happened. <laughs> but, I mean, okay. sure, we got a RoboCop cartoon, because, you know, that's for kids. So, uh, the 90s yeah. were weird. So that's the end of Ripley's arc. You know, skip through the middle chapter. The, not even chapters. The I, I don't. I, I pretend they don't exist. The, aliens versus Predator. Yeah, I, I like the first one. The I, second one is one of the biggest wastes. Of t- I, I try to be more nuanced in, like, discussing movies now, because before, you know... The internet hyperbole, but no, Alien vs. Predator Requiem is 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 it's horrible. It's fucking piss. It's it's I don't, nothing. I don't know who tweeted this the other day, but they said like I never knew I needed this in my life, but it was I want to watch 
Aliens vs. Predator with a drunken Ridley Scott commentary. <laughs> like, and then someone had commented, they're like, how about you just have him and James Cameron get together, get shit-faced, and then watch these movies, and then do a commentary for him. You can't even see anything in AVP, too. Like, no, it's so dark. No lighting in that movie. It's so dark. Uh, they don't Ew. exist. Uh, yeah. let, let's go to a movie that does exist. It's not good. It's bad. <laughs> I haven't seen this. I was I was going to see it tonight, but I, I, I didn't have a chance. So I'll, I'll talk about it maybe next week when I talk about. But real quick about Requiem. Yeah, it's crazy how shitty that movie looks because Daniel Pearl is usually a very good cinematographer. He did the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The guy knows how to work a camera, but apparently Alien vs Predator Requiem was just like maybe he just set the camera there and like let someone like. Let let his like kid like fuck around with it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, I think that has to do with the directors, but Ugh, I, I want to talk about uh, at least an interesting movie. I don't. I still yes. don't know entirely how I feel about it, but I oh, like talking boy. about it. What about Prometheus? There it is. <laughs> what about Prometheus? I haven't seen this in years, Matt, and I'm I'm assuming Diego. You've recently rewatched it, so yes. Uh, Matt, why don't we start with you since. It's another Scott effort. It's another Ridley Scott effort. Uh, oh my he, god, Ridley he, Scott returning to sci-fi. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think you said that your appreciation for this movie has grown, right? It, it's... Uh, okay, when this first came out, I loved it. Uh, and I could, like, over the couple preceding years, like, I saw, you know, I could see issues that people could have with it, like, the characters, some of the characters act really stupid. Whatever. That's fine. So then we rewatched it the other day, and I love this thing. I fell in love all over again with Prometheus. Like, there's something so pure about Michael Fassbender in this movie, and the fact that like his character is like you know he's obsessed with Lawrence of Arabia, and he like dyes his hair to look like Peter O'Toole, and he's basically like leading this expedition, even though he's not. Like he thinks he's in charge, but he's not. You know that that sort of thing. But yeah, I. I really love this movie. I mean, sure, there's, you know, Damon Lindelof issues, but anything he touches has issues. I mean, we've all, we've all seen Tomorrowland. But... I actually have not seen Tomorrowland. Don't. Don't. Tomorrowland. Don't. <laughs> Don't. It's bad. Fun fact, it bad. Really bad. Uh, it's really bad. Uh, but no, I love Prometheus, and... Yeah, I, I don't know what, what else to say about it. Like, I really love this movie. And when you really get down to, like, the mythos and the lore that, like, Scott kind of, like, ushered in, uh, it's pretty crazy that, like, it's not just an alien prequel, it's our prequel. Our? Who's our? What? Humanity. Oh, humanity's prequel. Okay. Yeah, like, I love, like, the questions this posits and, like, the way it answers it in, like, a sly manner. Like, I, I love this thing. I love Prometheus so much. It it ri it rose in stature for me when it comes to Scott uh, quite a bit after I saw it recently. Nice. Well, I can't wait to rewatch it. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to give a good opinion of it now. Since but I will say that, like, real quick, when I did see this in theaters, it was the best 3D I've ever seen. I don't remember if I see. It. I, I don't remember if I had seen it in three D or not. It uh, it wasn't the kind of three D that like throws shit at your face like every other movie does. Scott knows how to use foreground and background really well, and there were scenes when they were going into that giant temple, I guess you would call it, and you would have like ro rock like outcroppings like 
in the foreground, like they were like right in front of your face, but then you could like see over them and see the characters exploring. It, it, it was something about the way this was shot in 3D was really inventive, and it makes me sad that Covenant was not filmed in 3D. Uh, Diego, what about you? Your thoughts on Prometheus? Complicated. <laughs> I think uh, I think I, I'm I, with I Diego. It's I'm complicated yeah. on it. Uh, I I will never like straight up shit talk it. I I do think the script is is too faulty to fully be supportive of, and yeah, it has I do, issues. I, I, I do lay the blame at Dame Lindelof. Um, who, who wouldn't? But <laughs> but also, I, from my understanding, is that Ridley Scott also cut out some weird connective tissue. He did that. That, that might have been maybe more necessary. Than, he did. Yeah. And it, it's funny that this is, like, the one movie that he doesn't have a director's cut for. Like, he just didn't do it. <laughs> no, there's, um... He didn't do a director's cut for it, but he has, like... In the documentary, uh, The Furious Gods, he shows off a lot of the deleted sequences. Um, like, there was supposed to be a whole sequence featuring a creature made out of, uh... I forget... Pfeiffer? Fife, Fife, Whatever his name is? The, the tattoo face. The shitty-ass oh, yeah. character. That guy who sucks... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was supposed to turn into like a golem oh, yeah. type thing. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the concepts were terrifying, but they didn't have time to do it. Oh well, yeah. I I like Prometheus. I always want. I always like it more in concept than when I actually sit and watch it. Uh, I think it's it's got big ideas, and it's maybe really <laughs> Scott's best looking movie visually. Like it's gorgeous. It's, it's gorgeous. It feels like an old school epic, but in the digital age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's at the Mountains of Madness in space. Yes, it is. Which is awesome. Again, in concept. And then <laughs> I sit down and watch the movie, and then these just little things. Like, I know it's not a character-driven movie, but they're so obnoxious sometimes. <laughs> and the, some of the decision-making... I know this is like a really cheap nitpick, but I, I really don't like a lot of the characters in the movie. They're, they're far too stupid to be, like, professional uh, the best of their caliber, I guess, except for Numi Rapis' character Shaw. She's awesome. That that is a great protagonist. Uh, and David, of course, is, is a great, I guess, antagonist. Kinda. Yeah, like I have this theory. I'm I, all about I, I'm the Fastmaster at this time, but that like Whale Yutani was the other villain in the original Alien series. I think David is kind of building up to be the other villain in this I can see that. Alien prequel trilogy. Where instead of corporations controlling people, it's it's about our it's creators, the, the engineers, and then they create us, and then we create a lesser being in an android, or what we perceive as lesser. Yeah, they're not lesser. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, David would be good, like, murder me for that. And then um, how <laughs> it all wraps around some weird, scientific, cynical, nihilistic circle jerk about David becoming his own version of God. Becoming and- Peter O'Toole. And becoming Peter O'Toole, and Peter O'Toole ends up killing everyone. Damn by right, creating the xenomorph. So, but yeah, I, I, I think I it, will agree with you though, real quick, that it is gorgeous. Yeah, it, it, it's it's awesome to look at. That that Darius Wolski guy, he's uh, he's pretty good. He's going places. Yeah, it definitely presents some interesting ideas. Uh, yeah, I think I share some of Diego's concerns about the the, the characters. And yeah, like it's it was just missing See, like a, a few things for me. So I need a rewatch. I I will maybe it'll maybe my appreciation of it will grow with like a rewatch or two. But we'll see, see, I feel I feel fine with the the characters doing stupid shit because characters have done stupid shit throughout this entire franchise. 
I don't know. Even in Alien, well, in Alien, they seem just a, a, a bit more on the ball, though. Eh, I don't know. Lambert's don't pretty know. dumb. Oh, no. Lambert's just scared. There's a difference. Lambert is horrified because no eh. one can be put in these situations. And I don't know. They're, I don't know. They're, they're, they're totally different like setups here. You know, like possibly like, they're space <laughs> truckers in the first alien here. They're like, yeah, aren't they scientists? scientists? Yeah, they're scientists. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, that guy with the tattoo face. Yeah, everyone rips on him for being stupid. You know what his job is? He's a surveyor. Okay, fucker basically works for the county. He's 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 not he's not he's not some rocket scientist who's like showing up like oh, I have eight PhDs. No, he's the guy that's on like the corner of your street on like a Thursday morning with like that little survey uh, like camera thing. He's like, well, that's how far across the street is. I'm gonna go get my I'm gonna go get my paycheck from the county. The views of the views of Matt Creon do not represent the views of Haycast. All right, that guy is not some rocket scientist. Okay, he's okay. He's just some. Guy. With him. I have a, a problem with people like uh, oh, I can't remember the actor or the character's name. Who the guy who he's with? Uh, no, uh, not Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh, fake Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, he's good. He's a good actor too. But um, I forget like, his name. The, the honestly, like they just discovered that. Oh my god, Logan Marshall They're, Green. Thank you. Yeah, he's good. And uh, fake Tom Hardy. Not great, but uh, no, no, he's a moron. About, he's like, horrible. How, um, oh my god, like they're not like. There's nothing here. It's like, dude, you just discovered that there are other civilizations in the galaxy. Like this is this doesn't happen. Yeah, and but he's he's, he's acting like, disappointed, you know. But he's the typical shitty boyfriend in that movie. I don't know. I mean, he's <laughs> the typical shitty boyfriend, and like Shaw is like the the consummate professional who's like, you know what, I'm gonna do my job, and he's like, yeah, but I'm just gonna get drunk because this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> you you have fun, girl. See, look, like I'm 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 down with that idea, but in the movie, like in action, it doesn't come across that way to me. And I feel like that way about the most of the movie, except for when the action and the terror kicks in, because all that stuff I think is freaking great. Yes, it is. Uh, the C-section scene, obviously, is all timer. Oh, it's so bad. All yeah. disgusting. Timer. And My I want to vomit just thinking about it. It's so great. Oh man, when like when she's like constantly injecting herself, and then like the lasers come, and then those like reverse pliers <laughs> like open her up, yeah. and 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 then so gross. it pulls out the squid baby, and then it starts stapling her. Yeah, fucking gross. <laughs> oh, when the the squid baby like it erupts, it's, it's, like, it's it like, wakes up, and then it pours like the the liquid back into her her oh. wound. It's gross, and then it's like so it's, nasty. and then it's like squirming around, and then she's like sliding out underneath it. I was like, oh god, oh god. Yeah, and see, like all that stuff is great, and I just wish I had uh, like I don't need movies to give me definitive answers, but I feel that there was there was no direction to the fact that there were no answers in Prometheus, and again that relies on the script because I believe someone like Ridley Scott, who is always a great director needs a good script to fully support his great directing. And I blame Lindelof. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great stuff. Um, no, Lindelof is bad. I also bad. like the idea that, like, oh, what if you find God and he hates you for existing? Oh, I know, right? You know, like, that's <laughs> horrifying. That's a horrifying idea. He's like, like oh, you guys did this? And I hate you guys. I'm going to kill all of you for simply being. Like, that's, that's Jeez, nightmare Jeez, fuel. Jesus was a space jockey, my friend. 
<laughs> okay, I hate the space jockey bullshit too. Love like, you didn't it. need to answer that. Love we it. We, we haven't even touched on the space jockey stuff. Jesus. I it's love so, it. And also, old guy Pierce. Uh, uh, Creepy. Uh, 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 I, I'm okay with old guy Pierce. It's, it's hokey, but we're just coming off of Alien Resurrection. I can deal with that. <laughs> and I can't believe uh, Resident Evil Final Chapter stole the ending of Prometheus with uh, <laughs> Mila Jovovich. Yo, fuck that movie. Uh, Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. Is, well, I'm not even going to finish. It. <laughs> just I'm gonna get don't. Blacklisted just don't. on the internet. We're running out of time. We've gone on. Well, okay, that was the Alien. Resident Evil. Resident Evil: The Final Chapter kind of reminds me of uh, <laughs> the C-section sequence because that movie's an abortion. <laughs> nice. Like that's that's a nice that's that's a nice ending to our Alien discussion, isn't uh, it? Uh, it, it all a lead up to Covenant. I'll which... praise on one and I'll shit on the other. Uh, yes, Alien Covenant, which I literally five minutes ago bought tickets for. Yeah, I'm see- I'm hopefully seeing it tomorrow night. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, so yep. I'm going yeah. to the eight eight fifteen show. I might be going to like a later show. Uh, so yeah, I- I'm excited for it. Uh, I'll-, I'll be watching Prometheus tomorrow. I'm so excited, and I'll see. I mean, you're of course. I think you're the most excited out of the three of us, Matt. So. I'm excited because. I've been reading critics that I really trust, and the one that I'm really on the same wavelength as loved this thing, so I'm all about it. There you go. So, here are our thoughts on it next week. Oh, you will. On Haycast. Why don't we do, before we end the show, a quick round of... The Haycast Pyramid. pyramid. <laughs> We're trying to sync it up, I think, uh, saying it at the same time. We've been doing that a lot this episode, and I, uh, I appreciate it. Real quick, okay, Diego, uh, sorry this episode has gone long. Again. <laughs> That's all right. We, we got to talk the entire Alien series. Yeah, we so did. We covered, uh, yeah, up to, up to right before Covenant. So if you're listening to this before Covenant, you're welcome. Uh, but, okay, the Pyramid. Okay, quick game of this. Here are the rules. Okay. Uh, Diego, Matt mm-hmm. will give you clues. I'm going to be sending Matt five film titles. Film, yeah, film titles. You have 60 seconds to guess the movies. Matt will give you clues. He will not. He's not allowed to give you nouns like actors, directors, character names. Try to but avoid. I'm allowed to give you know like plot, and I'm allowed to quote it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yes, 60 seconds. On the clock. Let me set this up. Where are you sending this, this to me? Uh, I'll send it to you through Twitter. How about okay, that? Okay, cool. All right. And yeah, if uh, if you want to pass, Diego, just pass, and hopefully there'll be enough time to to swing back and try to get that movie title that you passed on. So yeah, sixty seconds. Okay. I'm scared. Okay. Look at your Twitter, Matt. I'm about to send it over. Here we go. I'm, I'm scared by who just followed me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that sounds like an <laughs> off-mic conversation. It, it was the CEO of the asylum. Okay. Uh, can't wait Good to times. Yeah. Here we go. Three, two, one. Okay. Uh, it's uh, uh, America's dad is plays a hitman, and there's a lot of rain, and there's a little kid, and the and the other guy in this movie makes a, a brand of salsa. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this movie. I can't describe it. Pass. Okay. Okay. Uh, my favorite director's first movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> my favorite director's first film. Oh, I know the second one for sure. Pass. <laughs> we need to find Osama bin Laden. A redhead does it. 
Oh, uh, zero dark thirty. Okay, yes. cool. Um, uh, I, I, have, I don't even know what this movie is. <laughs> I know you want to feel me. the soundtrack. Oh, can I go back? Can I go back to the other one, the, the previous one? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, the Duelists. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, a bunch. Uh, okay, you're gonna pass this one. Uh, a bunch of old people live in India in a hotel. You're done. <laughs> Boom. Okay. No. Uh, that was uh, bad. Uh, the best exotic marigold hotel. Yeah, there yeah. But the time has run out. Um, <sighs> sorry. Let's let's go back. First that one. Hard. First one was Road to Perdition, uh, oh, America's damn. Dad. Yeah. And the salsa thing. I guess you were talking about Paul Newman, right? Paul Newman, Newman's own. <laughs> All the proceeds go to charity. Yes. <laughs> and then the Duelist, Zero Dark Thirty, The Big Chill. I mean, that was kind of hard. I know it has that song and people dancing. I've never seen it. Um, and yeah, the best exotic Marigold Hotel. Um, okay. Okay, wow. so, so someone someone test me, please. Uh, uh, okay, how about this? I have. Five, what's, what's, my, what's my record? Like 20 seconds? <laughs> uh, I haven't written down. I have five more. I can send them to Diego. Do it over the Skype chat. I okay, will. Diego. I'm going to send okay. you five movies. Look okay. in your Skype box, in the Skype chat box. Jesus. Okay. Uh, let's see. Someone's not good at the pyramid. <laughs> hey, I'm the worst one. Remember that. Okay. Resetting the clock. Here we go. Sixty seconds. Of I course. I see them. Wait, wait. Uh, uh, I sent to you right before I count it down. Okay. Okay. I'm like, oh the whole show. Matt, of course. Look away from the Skype box. I'm not even. I'm, I'm looking at my alien Blu-ray set. Don't okay. Worry. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so you you got uh oh I don't know this first one. Can I pass? <laughs> pass it. Okay, pass. We'll come back to it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Don Cheadle is going. No actor names. <laughs> oh damn it! Next one. <laughs> Next. So sorry. <laughs> I don't know. It. I know the last one. <laughs> I'm waiting for hints. I don't know any of these. Okay, Matt, okay. A ring, uh, thrown away, there's a murder, uh, a a, a late-era movie from a director, uh, come on, blonde, in London. Yeah, yeah, I got nothing. Uh, Okay, next one. This is the worst round of this game ever. Genocide, genocide, genocide. Hotel Rwanda. Yes, okay, uh, this guy can't move anything except his uh, appendage, which he paints with. My left foot. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, one of my favorite movies of recent past. Uh, great editing. You don't know that one. This one they play on TBS all the time. No. Oh, okay. That's it. Stop. What? <laughs> they play on TBS. A Christmas I'm story. Looking at, I'm looking at this fucking jukebox. Uh, this is garbage. <laughs> match points. I can't believe you didn't get match point. I didn't even hear your hints for that. That was nothing. <sighs> the ring. There's a ring. <sighs> you could have just said the tennis movie. <sighs> uh, whatever. Jesus! <laughs> at, least, at least you got Hotel Rwanda. Genocide, genocide, genocide. Okay, my here, left foot. Let, let me do one. Okay. Are you going to give to Diego? You know what? At this point, I'll just give it to whoever will answer my fucking questions. <laughs> okay, fine. It's, it's a teamwork thing with me and Diego. Okay, how about Okay, that? fine. Okay. You ready? Reset the no, clock. But let's do it. Here, I, I, I'll All start right. the time. Three. I don't, I don't have these prepared. Three. They're, they're literally just... Looking at my wall right now. There you go. Three, two, one, go. It's a musical that has Nazis in it, and it takes place inside a nightclub. Ah, uh, ca- cabaret. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Okay. Um, 
their family goes on vacation, but they're all imposters. Imposters? Pass. They're, they're not really who they say they are, but they they are on a vacation. Pass. I don't know. Okay. Uh, 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 it's a officer of the law who barks at the moon. What? Uh, what? Oh, a werewolf cop. Thank you. Okay. Okay, and um. Uh, <laughs> talking teddy bear. Ted. Ted. There, there yeah. you go. Um, two veteran actors are fighting each other with swords, and there's uh, space stuff happening all around them. They're in a hot air balloon. Oh, this is a weird one, huh? Uh, pass. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll do one more, and uh, we're racing towards uh, a giant ball of gas in the middle of the galaxy. Star Trek. No. Damn okay, it. that's it. Time. Okay. <laughs> that was terrible. Missed, the ones you missed yeah. was, the last one was Sunshine. Okay, oh, fine. Uh, Wolf Cop was one of them. Yeah, yeah. Stardust was the two veteran actors on a hot air balloon. Would have never gotten that. I don't remember neither, neither, much neither about that. I, and I'm not I've even sure. Once. I'm yeah. not even sure there was a hot air balloon in that movie. No, yeah, I don't think there. Like, I don't wins. think there was. No. No, it's it's just a ship that flies. <laughs> but, hey, but hey, you got cabaret. What a terrible way to end the show. The worst. Oh, so we sorry, we all suck. I think each and every one of us. You have let that. us all down. We, yeah, we've we've all let us all down. Um, it's fine. But you know, regardless of regardless of that, Diego, thanks for coming on the show. I had a blast. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I'll was, practice this some yeah, other time. It was fun. Uh, before we let you go, plugs. Where can the people listening find you online? Okay, so you can find me on Twitter at d e double g o waffles. I am finishing up uh, a year at college where I ran the uh, our school newspaper as the editor in chief. I somehow didn't burn the place down to the ground. <laughs> Uh, won some awards. I got congressionally recognized, which was crazy cool, and nice. I totally wanted to cry. Um, AudiencesEverywhere.net, The Waffle Press, of course. Uh, oh, and obviously, El Paisano Online is the official website for the paper that I run. Uh, oh, Real Film Chatter. I'm going with those guys to watch Alien Covenant, which will have happened, of course, by the time this episode is released. Yes. Uh, our buddy Andy flew down from Idaho to watch Damn. it with us. So, it's a lot of yay. taters. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I started a new podcast with my friend Z, so we call it Z&D, and we just talk about movies. The last thing we talked about was uh, the Batman series in the 90s. And oh, yeah. next up is Alien 3, Alien Covenant. And last up, just because I'm really proud of this, uh, I started an Alien retrospective series a year ago with Other Matt, where we went from Alien to Prometheus. Prometheus will be out by the time this is out, and hopefully so will our Alien Covenant review. Nice. Do all that. I'm excited. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Uh, Matt, hey, what about you? As usual, you can find me on Twitter, at TheRealMattC. You can also find me on Letterboxd under the same name to see if I'm lying about what movies I've been watching. And you can also find me over at Talk Film Society, where I'm the editor at large. That's right, I've put on about, put on about 60 pounds, all to bring you some great old content. Editor at large. Get it? It's a fat joke. Anyway, uh, you can also find me anywhere else you see me in public. <laughs> in public <laughs> for as for me talkfilmsociety.com I'm the editor in chief there film writing galore uh, also the other podcasts I do Soderbergh 2828 make sure to listen to that please listen to that I'm begging you if you're listening to this up to this point you listen, might as well might as well listen to me and Mike Schindler discuss Soderbergh all 28 films uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh. 
over 28 episodes. Um, yeah, we're halfway done with that. It's coming out really well. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt, again, I'm sorry, you can't be a guest on the show. It's, it's. I, I mean, I know you'd love to be, but maybe one of these because days... Because there's one movie of his that I really want to talk about. Maybe one, one day we can have like a crossover episode where we just talk behind the Cabalabra. So Can we? Yeah, I think that'll happen. God, I love that movie. Yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll discuss that in a few weeks because yeah, I think right now we're at, by the time this comes out, we're on Eros, uh, which is again, it's a, it's it's not his, it's not a feature film by Soderbergh, but he just directed a portion of it. It's like three yeah. three short films together, but yeah, it counts. We're counting it, whatever. But you listen to that anyway. Again, Diego, thanks for thanks. Thank for, you so much. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. It was super fun. And Matt, it's time to end the show with our signature catchphrase. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks. And keep on watching. Oh yeah, that one. It's a bit... <laughs>